What's going on, Internet? The Black Guy here, aka TVH and the Beyonce. I'd like to welcome you guys back to the Game and Illuminati podcast. We are the Enlightened Gamers, and this is episode 102. Now, before we get into the show, just know I got to introduce my co host, the first of which is still adjusting to daddy duties. He's got a dad hat on now while we're recording. UTXJG Don, say what up to the people. What's good? What's good? What's good? We are going back to back. You already know. Um, let's, uh, let's get it. Yes, sir. And my second co-host loves to remind you he's a game developer every five minutes, so I'm sure he'll contribute at least 25% to this conversation. Uh, Ethos, say what up to the people. Yo, what up, everybody? I'm a game developer. How y'all doing today? Mm-mm-mm. And my guest today, he goes by GB Kid. Uh, say what up to the people. Shout out your social medias, whatever you want, man. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Sensei Passe. Uh, but when it comes down to it, uh, that's about it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And if you want to appear on the next episode, be sure to back us on Patreon at patreon.com slash GI updates. We take the show on the go. I'll also take the show on the go. The podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, and all major podcast outlets. Be sure to rate this show five stars on Apple Podcasts. It helps us move up the algorithm as well as download the GI app. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, we got merch too. Uh, designbyhumans.com. Uh, search Game and Illuminati. Cop a t shirt. All right, now the games for August, they have been released, the free games that we're going to be getting uh, on the Xbox. You guys will be getting Portal Knights, Override, uh, Mech, uh, Override, Mech City Battle, MX Unleashed, and Red Faction 2. And then for PlayStation, you get the Modern Warfare 2 remaster. Keep in mind that does not have multiplayer. It's just the story. So if you want to relive your dreams of no Russian, do it in HD. Go ahead and then fall, guys. Don't laugh at that. That was a very serious moment. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow, you're laughing at mass homicide. You're a fucking yeah, it's virtual character. Sure. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, let's get into the st- uh, t- starting conversation. So, uh, I was thinking about how since the last podcast, uh, not the last podcast, since we're in 2020 and we're going into a new generation, um, and the new consoles are on the horizon, and we're halfway through 2020, I thought it was fair to finally have a conversation conversation about our top five games of the generation and we're keeping it at five because there's four of us in this discord right now so it might this might be a long conversation 10 would be too long um at this point i think in 2020 the only major game that's coming out is what 2020 doesn't count cyberpunk oh so we're counting that into the next generation well 2020 is the start of the new generation so it doesn't count towards yeah and then cyberpunk also is going to be a next gen game too so i was like that's the only other major release so i thought it was fair at this point are we talking we're talking like decade or we're just talking like just the whole okay so the way we talking about console generation console generation but it's kind of weird because the wii u is in there so 2014 to 2020 is what i was what i have made my list off of uh okay because the ps4 came out 24 uh 2014 as well as the xbox um okay and then the wii u Uh, and the the switch okay so not like the decade so not starting like 2010 no no no. so 2014 to 2020 let me let me ask something off real quick (laughs) this guy Okay. So we're going to have a conversation about our top five games of this console generation. So that would be the Wii U, Switch, Xbox One, PS4, PC. Um, and since you are the guest, I'm going to give you the show floor, GB. Um, you don't have to do a number. You, uh, do y'all want to do numbers or are we just going to give off five? Nah, let's just list five. Numbers so we can torture people. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't agree. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. So give us your first one, GB, and why you picked that one. Uh, the first one on my notes is uh, Sekido, and the reason why is because like the, the different type of splates and style that From Software has that separated itself from Dark Souls. Um, it's not really a hack and slash that people originally thought it was going to be, but you actually feel the swordplay in the game. 
Uh, the game is overall beautiful and it has a lot of replayability. Like I can go back into it and see how how fast I can rush through the bosses before like a certain time point. And I don't know if anybody heard, but the new update is adding a lot of stuff for for a lot of the pro players and even casual players to even come back and earn some new challenges. So I do think it's uh, it definitely belongs to my first number one spot. I, I read they are adding a, uh, a boss rush mode in it. Like, does that do anything for you? Yeah, matter of fact, like um, a lot of the challenges that they're adding is, uh, is something that the community put in themselves, like mods, but they were like, instead of just modding it, why don't we just put it in ourselves? And then um, so people who don't have access to the mods can just do it themselves. Um, and so I think that's like being fair towards all the fans instead of just the fans who who can really access the mods. So Ethos JG, y'all were big fans of Sekiro. Y'all actually finished the game. Fuck that game. Um, does this boss rush mode do, mode do anything for y'all? Yes, absolutely. I will play it again. As a matter of fact, GBK beat me to it. Yeah, Sekiro would also be on my list. Uh, I might as well just say it here then. Mm. Um, yeah. So wait, you, you you think it would be fun to fight the the monkey and then fight the final boss like right after? Yeah, yeah. like that that dude Ishin is like granted like that was torture, but like once you beat him once, it's just like you feel like a god. So I mean, I'd love to like you know get my you know muscle memory back and just immediately just play the bosses again. Like those are like the most fun parts of the game. Like the exploration, and everything else, that's cool. But really, like my favorite thing about Sekiro was a lot of the bosses in the game. I think this is why we need to have a conversation about mental health from the black community. Which you two okay, alright. <laughs> matter of fact, matter of fact, this is perfect for JG because JG swore he was gonna play the game again, so he'd fight Saint uh, Ishin. So I mean, now he can. So I'll get there eventually. I mean, now you don't need to. You can just wait till this update, and then you could probably boss, uh, boss rush him. Maybe, yeah, yeah. So I don't even have to play through the other stuff. Yeah, you gotta go through all the other stuff to get to him. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe I'll destroy my mental health uh, one yeah. day. When make sure, make sure you uh, uh, stream it. I'll stream it. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll be getting the clips ready. Uh, Jay, give, <laughs> give us, give us your first one on your on your top five. Yeah, I mean, Sekiro is, is is on there. I feel like that's that's one of the last games that I feel like just just changed the whole way that, that like you play those type of games. And I never ever thought that I would like a game like that because I'm just I'm so not for you know the the masochist torture. But uh, but Sekiro definitely changed my mind to uh, to these type of games. So uh, so I would definitely have to agree with uh with gb those mm, okay so i guess i'm gonna be different the first one off my list i put rainbow six siege um although i don't play it we play it kind of casually like we always get that itch like once a month or once every other month i cannot deny the fact that i played rainbow six siege from 2015 to about 2018 consistently consistently and like you don't play a game for three years because you kind of sort of like it. Like we played that game a lot on stream. We recorded a lot of videos. We had a lot of funny moments. I mean, I didn't, and I didn't expect myself to like a game like that because normally I don't really like like tactical shooters like that. But like the destruction of the environment, even though it's really campy, I guess the, the destruction of the environment, all the different abilities and kind of the chess and just the thrill of getting a kill in that game. I think the shooting is, is, is much better than because I hate CSGO and Valorant. Um, I just think that Rainbow Six Siege deserves some love and it's still going strong and it's still growing. There's still, uh, I feel like and not enough people talk about Rainbow Six Siege. It, it's goaded in terms of this uh, this generation, in my opinion. So I, that would be my five. Yeah, that's on my list too. Damn, okay, okay, okay. Give me a different one off the, uh, uh, oh wait, no, 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 let's go with Ethos. Give me one off the li off your list, Ethos. 
Rainbow Six Siege, baby. <laughs> All right, so you and like GD, explain, gonna, explain to me A lot of things is going to overlap, I feel. A lot of mm. us are going to overlap on a lot of our games, I think I'm going to have some different stuff, though. But go ahead. Uh, I think I have a I mean, just like what you said, like, that was a huge gap of our lives. Um, for, like, a good two years, we were, like, that was our main game. And we um, dropped games, like, like it's nothing. Like, really like we have, we have ADHD. <laughs> it, yeah, the thing is, like, well, GI, like, we have ADHD when it comes to games. So, like, a lot of times, like, we'll play games for, like, a month or maybe, like, a week or something like that, and then we'll drop it. Uh, but, like, games that hold our attention for more than a month and we're playing them six months a year after, like, they have to be up there on the chart. And so Rainbow Six Siege, like, for me, like, kind of in a way... Um, brought tactical shooters back to like the mainstream because before then like it felt like tax shooters were really falling off like i didn't really i don't recall a lot of like tactical shooters that were like very popular during before that um but like that's actually a good point yeah there was nothing it it. revitalized it did a lot of innovative things that i've never seen in the game before like the whole breaching mechanic and all that sort of stuff or like you could break like multiple parts of the environment in order to like get shots on people um the characters were really cool just just everything about that game and like how we bonded like as like like tour of duty that tour of duty was amazing like we had a lot of tours of duty but like that i think yeah like that was my favorite tour of duty like when it was like all of us like with anon like it it, nothing comes barely close i can think in gi's history of uh tours of war that come close to that maybe PUBG's a close second but rainbow just hit different so that's why i'll I'll never uh never forget about our our time playing uh rainbow six each what about you gb why'd you pick a rainbow i think the biggest thing about rainbow that's like makes it like um number two on my list is actually due to the fact that it's kind of what's the same with y'all like um me and my friends still play it to this day like i remember but the only reason like that we would have to take breaks from it is because we would all go back to college and stuff so we wouldn't have time but like it was in between those breaks of college like winter break summer break like uh spring break we would always come back to siege no matter like how many games we had on a rotation that was our first rotation and we can play like for hours non-stop i'll grant it like i do remember me like uh if if ethos was in the um because he he had i think his live up when we were all uh, putting in the tiers but uh it's definitely a top tier game even after what happened with the first year but even though the first year is super toxic to like everybody it i, I have to admit that i have the most memories out of the first year of siege a lot of toxic and funny memories with my with me and my friends from siege so i, I will say it's like yeah, I will say like it's uh it's up there due to the fact that it actually did something different from like being a standalone multiplayer game, and it made even when you're playing casual, it makes you feel like you're playing ranked, especially when you have a full team. And on top of that too, if you have like you had so many of your friends who were playing Siege, you had five v five and custom games. So like, you know, everybody being in like separate discords or separate parties if you're playing on console. Like and then coming together after match to just talk shit. That's that's the best. You know what I mean? So yeah, that that was the greatest feeling about Siege. Mm. Okay, okay. JG, give me one off your list. Alright, I got a different one. Uh now even though I never played this game, I'm I'm gonna recognize it here and I'm gonna say H1Z1. Because even though this game has not been the most popular, it literally kick-started the whole Battle Royale genre. Like, if it wasn't for this game, it wasn't for somebody making a mod and decided to uh, to make it a Battle Royale game, I don't think that we would have had the PUBG, I don't think we would have had the Fortnite. Like, there are so many companies that are still making Battle Royale games. Take Ubisoft. They just made Apex. one. Like, so, yeah, it's a, yeah Apex now, we, which is, I would argue, it's probably my favorite, you know, shooter to play. Like, I didn't think that I would even be into Battle Royale games. 
and you gotta get you gotta give it up to H one Z one and and what they did like just who who would have thought that you know just drop a hundred people into one map and then just have them fight it out and like the satisfaction that you get when you win like I feel like I didn't really get that satisfaction like when you just win a regular round of call of duty versus when you actually get a battle royale win and you know especially like if you're solo uh winning it by yourself and you know just surviving you know 99 other players so it's pretty it's pretty good it's pretty good now even though battle royale genre now as a whole because it ends up being like this with pretty much every other genre that comes out um it's kind of played out but uh but i still enjoy you know certain battle royale games i gotta give it up to h1z1 for literally kickstarting the whole battle royale genre to what it is today interesting pick interesting pick um i'm gonna get y'all one i'm gonna go with god of war uh this wasn't a I, i'm not even a big god of war fan uh but like i really enjoyed this reboot on the ps4 the game was visually stunning um it had some of the best set pieces of the just generation in my period in my opinion the combat was good and then it was like semi-open world i actually hope that more games kind of adopt this uh kind of kind of a gameplay loop where like i'm just tired of really open world games and like this one was like just open world enough it let you explore but then it was still easy to kind of stay on the path just had a few side missions there and then the side missions were rewarding if you did them with the upgrades um the story was great that ending i'm not gonna spoil anything but just that was one of my favorite endings and i actually really look forward to the sequel because it's 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 really rare to catch me off guard like i feel like if if you've ever paid attention to school and you understand the concept of writing it's pretty easy to predict what's going to happen in the story and the climax but this one actually threw me for a loop and like i so i gotta give i gotta give sony what is it santa monica sony uh i gotta give them their flowers for that because that, that shit was fire um and then also i remember too like some of my favorite moments of god of war was not even just the combat but just like the moments from the between the action when you were traveling in the boat with the sun and uh like just some of the life lessons he was given like as a father like and i'm paraphrasing but like one of my favorite moments of the game where he was just telling the boy to mind his business is like one of the best things that he could do for his life and shit i was like this game gets it bruh this game this motherfucker dropping gems and i just don't i don't even know if people were even paying attention but kratos is that dude so i gotta give love to god of war uh gb give me one it's probably pretty obvious uh, that it had to be on like somebody's list, but Persona 5. And um, I will say the reason why I put Persona 5 on my list is because even though if you played like um, Persona 4 or if you're new to the series, Persona 5 is actually like a gateway into the other games. And um, even though they kind of messed up with the animation where they didn't make it as attractive as Persona 4's animation, I will say that um, and I'm talking about the anime, but uh, Persona 5's music, story, uh, the different style of gameplay that separates it from the other games and the overall characters of it uh, can really just bring someone into the actual series of like Persona. Because you'll play, you'll want to play Persona 4. Persona 4 is great too, so you want to play the other ones to feel that greatness as well. And it just, it kind of captivates you when you like, when you watch it and when, when you hear it, especially too, because that music is just completely fire. So you're saying five is the anchor point because the first persona I ever played was I played Persona 4 Golden on the PS Vita and like that shit turned me off from the franchise to like it was just so much talking like is is five at least the dialogue is it interesting the dialogue wasn't interesting in four to me. Yeah, I will I will admit like um what got me into Persona first was the anime. The mm -hmm. Persona 4 anime got me into it first. Then I played five. I knew about Forrest's gameplay, but I still wanted to go back in and play it. Matter of fact, when it came out on PC, 
uh, I bought it that week and then I'm still playing it right now. You know, it's like my downtime game when I'm not streaming. So like, I'll just, I'll be like, nah, th that game's for me. And I'll use that for like, you know, for my downtime. And it's still fun overall. And I guess it's just cause I'm an RPG type, type of dude, but I will say like, it can turn off like uh, people because like when it comes down to it, you're right. Like most of it's just talking, especially when you're like in the summertime and you're just like, uh, it's a summertime arc of the game and you're basically just hanging out with your friends. So yeah, I will, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that for Persona 4. Yeah, I'll, I'll admit that. I don't think that, I don't think, cause I'm an RPG dude too. I don't think the talking is what bothered me. It was the fact that it was like, it was, it just wasn't interesting to me because Mass Effect is like 90% dialogue too. But like, I found it to be interesting. So it's a, is it, it's a, it's, it's a case by case basis. Ethos, you got Persona on your, uh, on your list? actually no but i i'd say it's an honorable mention okay interesting i just wanted to ask that all right what you got for me then ethos uh what is this third third yeah Rumble, three right <sighs> um okay so this is tough because like it's like a oh man there's like three games that, um okay i'll say um titanfall 2 mm. um i mean that's like given for me like i'm a huge titanfall stan um i feel like titanfall 2 is honestly in my opinion there's like this and another game that I feel like are the two most underrated games of this entire generation. I feel like in retrospect, in the future, people are going to go back and realize like how great these games actually were and how the community didn't really appreciate them. Um, Titanfall 2 was just like it for a for a FPS, it just did it all, and it did it all like to a high caliber. Um, multiplayer was fire. It had a co-op mode that was fire. Um, it had single player, which I would argue is one of the best single player campaigns of the decade. Uh, like almost barred and like none can compare to it um has unique mix-ups uh, the pacing of it was really good just a little bit tad short but every moment of that campaign was just memorable um and like the multiplayer like they overhauled everything that was about like what was good about the first uh multiplayer for titanfall um they added like boatloads of content um the 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 play-by-play -play was cool it was a different game than a lot of other shooters um just overall it was just a fantastic game so yeah that's probably why it's oh it's probably one of my favorite games of this generation well i'm actually just gonna go ahead and throw it out too i actually put that on my list too i put titanfall 2 as much and you know it's crazy i put titanfall 2 on my list as well and it really hurt my heart because in reality i have far more hours on apex legends but i still have to give it up to titanfall 2 because oh. if the community supported it i would be on that game till this day it is a superior game apex legends is a watered down titanfall and it blows my mind that people support it maybe because it was free they supported yeah. that but they didn't support titanfall 2 the story was very like it's how rare is it that we say a a, a first person shooter has a good story like what uh, the multiplayer was great just running around on walls half the time i didn't even get in the mech suit i like playing just as the pilot i was one of the few people that liked the pilot versus pilot mode trolling with the with the smart pistol just uh no, man don't, don't, don't say that that was the worst thing they ever devised that shit was great that shit was great it's made for people like me people who like the armor yeah, lock. yeah trash kids yeah I mean, <laughs> people who like the armor lock and crab walk uh, yeah, that's yeah. who people love it i know like and Titanfall One, like it was the smart pistol, everybody had it. And Titanfall Two, they did dumb it down. And it's funny how y'all say it's Titanfall Two is on your list because it's on mine as well the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, talk your shit, talk your shit. Uh, Titanfall Two, I ignored Battlefield and Call of Duty when when um when yes, Titanfall sir. Two came out, and yes, I played sir. Titanfall Two literally for like an entire year straight without releasing, without hopping off of it. 
And then the only reason why I stopped playing was because the community died out. They was onto another battlefield or, or was a battlefront and they were on to another Call of Duty. And that's why, and that's like why I had it. I had to die off of it too. But I remember, uh, matter of fact, when Ethos said, "Yo, uh, PlayStation made it free. Everybody's back now." I came back. I was on Xbox um, for Titanfall 2, and then I went to PlayStation, and then I had to rebuy it for when I built my PC because I love Titanfall 2 that much. Yeah, like it, it, there's something special about a game that, like, think about it. Like it's been almost what four, four to five years, mm-hmm. and like it came to a new platform and it immediately like people bought it it was overwhelmingly received and like a lot of people jumped on like there's there's that's something special like not all games can just do that after four years of being like hibernating that like just the just the i, I kind of say it's, it's similar to the um the deus ex effect uh which is like this meme that like if anyone brings up deus ex it immediately makes somebody want to go and download and play it again um i feel like timefall has that same effect as well where if someone brings up timefall 2 you meet like people who love that game immediately get the urge of dang i want to play it again and they'll go and play it again um and i feel like that's kind of like what titanfall like will always do and to give it props to like granted it got destroyed sales wise but like think about it that think about those other two games like it went up against the juggernauts of the fps and i'd argue and i'd stand by it it destroyed them from like a um like from a critical standpoint from like an actual like how fun were these fps's it also is the only one of those three that's still alive between battlefield call of duty and that's actually wild to think about yeah how many people are still talking about battlefield one how many people are still talking about infinite warfare not barely anyone's talking about those games now but people still talk about titanfall to this day and i think that's just that's remarkable yeah, because so, the, the, the biggest thing that like people mainly talk about too is how like EA dropped the ball and like yeah. they, they blame EA so much because they were like, yo, you killed a game. You're that, honestly one of your best games. Yeah, like honestly one of your best games and the community and people who haven't even played the game who just watch people play it are like, yeah, this game is a whole lot better than Battlefront. Uh, I'm sorry, Battlefield 1. And then Infinite Warfare, like, nobody nobody even cared about that game, you know, like, on the outside, because, like, if you go on YouTube, it's still, like, the isn't it, like, the most disliked uh, yeah, game? game. And, um, and then people still bought that over Titanfall, and then after people keep talking about Titanfall, they regretted it. So you gotta, you gotta give uh, Titanfall 2 its flowers, I will say. Flowers, flowers. Man, I just had, like, the epiphany. Can we talk about how hard battlefield has fallen off like yeah. i'm trying to think was there one this generation that like i genuinely enjoyed because i remember i used to love battlefield 4 um and i liked 3 when i played it too i was a little late to that one but like battlefield 4 was the one that i was on heavy yeah. and, and i played that game for like a good year and a half but like there was no battlefield like this generation that like it's yeah because they went in the past they went nobody the liked it no one likes the past bro. we're done with the past we're black <laughs> <laughs> even though i would i would say that battlefield 5 even though like i had my initial skepticism me and ethos um i actually enjoyed it just it just kind of just fell off because like nobody was playing it yeah it was it, they didn't none of them were like particularly bad but they were just kind of like eh, it was like, missing like, something nothing was memorable like i, I say this like nothing the newest games of the generation like the this gen for so it was only battlefield 1 and battlefield 5 um the only issue the problem is like they're they're not very memorable like i still remember battlefield 3 metro like yep. rushing all of us yeah rushing together like yep. against the russians pushing into the uh pushing into the subway i still remember like davin's peak where we jumped off that halo jumped off of that building like for yep. and just playing russian in battlefield 3 like I, I still remember those things and bf4 i remember all the trauma we had because that game was busted for 12 months but we still we still played through that game and it was so broken like that's a sign that like you have a good game if people are really just 
Yeah, well, the Levolution. I'm all like, oh my god, Levolution. <laughs> <laughs> things are memorable that like we never will forget about but like you think about bf5 and like i like bf5 like like uh gameplay wise like i, I like me and jg said like it felt a lot like bf3 from like a time to kill standard and like it just felt a lot like bf3 but none of those games had really anything memorable about them they just had like all oh, the behemoth but that was kind of meh i mean operations maybe was kind of cool but that was just like glorified rush so it was like i, I don't know it just nothing was like memorable I think the biggest thing that Battlefield did was they killed off Rush in, in their yeah, new game. The in yeah. Because, yeah. like, in um, Battlefield 3 and 4, Rush and Conquest were the only way to go. You know what I mean? And then when it came down to the newest games, like, they killed off, like, the biggest thing that people wanted was, like, yo, can you bring back, like, something like, have, have us remember something about like um not saying put metro in the game but like have something have a map that's like yo we have to make that push like uh right. metro because the biggest thing that yeah, yeah uh, the biggest thing that people love about metro was that elevator or the um the escalator um the escalator push like when yeah. you have people who are in the center and people are trying to go on the right side you didn't have that because they made it too open so sometimes like either you're trying to go literally Two, you're walking two minutes to the middle ground to die. Hopefully somebody took uh, a point or they pushed up and made the checkpoint for rush for you to actually get back into the fight. Because sometimes if you have to go all the way back to the spawn, you got to go another two minutes to actually see an opponent. And nobody wants to play that. I was actually part of the community who wanted a battlefield Vietnam. And um, there, like I know like a lot of people were like, yo, just if you want to go back in time, do it Vietnam. Because you did it right for Battlefield Bad Company 2. Mm, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing something like that. Yeah, it's disappointing to see kind of where that series has gone, but it is what it is. Maybe EA will pick it up. Maybe they won't. Probably won't. Uh, Jay, give me one. I want to throw Overwatch on this list. Um, and I mean, no, no matter how you feel about it, I mean, they, they took a risk with, uh, with a hero type of competitive shooter, and it worked. I mean, they spend a lot of money on that, and it's one of the you know biggest competitive games in the world. And we did enjoy it when we first played it. Like everybody was fiending, trying to get into that beta, uh, including us. When we got into it, like it was it was fun for the moment. It became super toxic, and and definitely the uh, the ceiling got crazy because there are like some insane people on there, and we don't play it anymore. But still got to give it up to uh to like what Overwatch was when we enjoyed it, and what Overwatch is now. Um, regardless of again how you feel about it, it, it was like a hero shooter. It's like we it, we have seen something similar, but I just think that they they ended up just you know regardless of what buffs or nerfs that you know you may care or not care about. I, I still think that overall, like just the game as a whole, they did a good job with it. Now you're right. I just I would have put that in my honorable mentions. I wouldn't have put that in my list, but you, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, you're right. Um, does anybody have anything to add to Overwatch or not? It was cool. It was cool. I can see why it'd be in somebody's top five. I, 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 it's definitely one of the best games of the generation, even though it kind of fell off hard, but whatever. Yeah, uh, it's, an, it's an honorable mention. Like, uh, that was in the rotation between Siege and uh, Overwatch, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I, I got one. I got a different one for you. This is a controversial pick. Um, oh. I'm gonna go with Assassin's Creed Odyssey, baby. A hundred and eighty hours. This is my personal list. This is what care. I enjoyed. This is, off, I told you it was gonna be controversial. You're mad. You're mad. <laughs> <laughs> You're mad. I had 180 hours worth of fun. I'm sorry. Listen, how long have y'all known me? How how often do I buy DLC? A lot. That's a lie. Get the <laughs> bro. I almost yeah. never buy DLC, bro. I bought all the DLC. I played through the story. Granted, I do think Origin Story is better than Odyssey's, but it was still good. Uh, and it really pains me to put Odyssey over because Bayak, you know, he's a black man and shit. I, I put that. I put, <laughs> Origins, I put Origins in my uh, honorable mentions, but Odyssey was just. Uh, this, the game was just fun to me like all the different abilities the skill trees the world was beautiful the mechanics it it was padded i that's a completely fair um criticism that a lot of people have of the game i completely agree with that but that still doesn't change the fact that like i enjoyed the the core gameplay loop uh, and i was like i personally feel like you don't put 180 hours in by accident um what's her name cassandra like she was a very fleshed out character with lots of different elements to her uh, there were in, there were specific missions that I still remember to this day, like like the the, the mission where um, you had to help some townspeople clean up because some people were moving in. They were gingerfying the neighborhood. And one of the one of the local Greek dudes, he was mad and he said, we need to make Athens great again. And I literally had like a pause moment. I said, wait, make Athens great again. I was like, does that spell MAGA? I was like, yo, Ubisoft <laughs> is funny, bro. I'm sorry. This game was lit. If you really take like, I don't know, like I, I feel like it was a labor of love. It's not gonna be for everybody and i understand that like the series kind of has moved away from a lot of different things that people liked in the series but it's like it's one of those things like when i turn my brain off and then like is it a fun game that's what matters to me most i'm always going to be gameplay first was it a fun game yes it was fun to teleport around and stab niggas sorry i enjoyed it uh (laughs) so i would put that one uh i think everybody has one more right not two yeah. Two, you got two. All right, you got two. Uh, Jay, you go first then. All right, so I'm, I'm gonna give you another Ubisoft game. Uh, even though I did thoroughly enjoy Odyssey, I'm gonna throw one star two on this list. That oh. was on my honorable mentions. If it was a top 10, I would have put that too. Ooh, I agree. I no, agree. definitely, definitely gotta throw it on my list. Oh, they definitely redeemed themselves for Wild Dogs One, even though, like, it seemed like everybody in the world hate that game except for me. I didn't think it was that bad, but Wild Dogs Two definitely made up for it. It's, it's really to the point that, you know, people were getting mad at Ubisoft just last month because they didn't get their code immediately for Wild Dogs Two. And we've been telling people stop sleeping on that game. Like, I, okay, I get it. Wild Dogs one may have left a bad taste in your mouth but wild dog 2 was totally worth it first of all you got a black main character second of all we got some gems in there like when he was talking to his boy who worked at uh the the fake google i forgot what the name of it was but uh yeah <laughs> google. Google. <laughs> i think it was but doodle he, i think it was doodle yeah do yeah whatever it was but you know you dropping gems about you know being the only black man uh working there and stuff like so it's a it's a lot of things that like just made me think overall about it and i feel like i don't get that as much when it comes to just regular video games because i mean even though like representation isn't as important to me when you do get you know somebody who looks like you it, it does like do something else to your uh to your psyche when you can like relate to certain things like that in video games too and just overall like the game was fun the game was beautiful like i enjoyed uh you know seeing oakland and uh in san francisco like ubisoft did a really really good job with that game 
it, that, that game actually made uh, being an Uber driver fun because there was Uber driver missions in it. But um, if I could give Ubisoft their flowers, because people love the shit on there, if I could add on to what JG was saying to go a little bit more in detail, um, people slept on this game. I personally believe that Marcus's character was so fleshed out and written well. I remember me and Ethos had this conversation. I didn't realize this until I was editing my Watch Dogs 2 review. I, I was looking for like clips of me shooting people, and I literally could only find one mission where I used a sniper rifle. And you really because, have to. Yeah, it was no, well, no, it was because it was, and I only had to use that sniper rifle because it was so many people on my ass. Like I felt like I had to shoot. But 99% of that game, I used the stun gun. Yeah. And I used yeah. my drums and stealth and I just took people out and I was sitting there editing the review and I was like, I wonder, and I came to the realization. I was like, the reason I never killed anybody in the game is that character was so well written. I didn't believe he would kill anybody. Like Marcus was just a good dude. And like, I feel like that's a very rare thing. And that's why I always recommend people like, yo, don't sleep on Watch Dogs 2. They gave it, they gave it away for free. Like fuck him being black. Marcus was just a good character. And like you felt for him his story, like the way that it started off with him being um being planted, being accused of something, yeah, that he didn't do, which is another kind of like uh, underlying theme in terms of what it means to be black on uh, him trying to clear his name. Uh, I don't know. It was it was it was a really dope story. I, I it's one of those games that like it doesn't. I, I put it kind of somewhere in the with, there with Titanfall two. It because unfortunately because Watch Dogs two one kind of wasn't that good. A lot of people didn't give two a chance, but like I encourage everybody if you can get it on a sale, that game was great. That game was absolutely great. Um, Ethos, give me one. I, yeah, y'all know what it is. Since we, you want to talk about trash or uh, Odyssey, you know I got to put the goat up there. Witcher three, there's no doubt, without a doubt, it's probably one of the best games of this generation. Um, I say at this time, currently sets the standard of like the best open world. I don't think there's been a game since that has that much content, that much depth, that much detail in it to this day. No game has been able to touch it. I agree with Anon. <laughs> I agree with Anon on the sentiment of Witcher 3 is game of the year until a game can like surpass it, which I don't feel like any open world game to this date is done. Um, just everything about it was really good. Uh, there's a couple of Griffin. Games, like, yeah, it's like the girl. Well, you know, TBH didn't get past the Griffin, but like I actually did. Oh, you did? Okay, I haven't seen you play it since. But uh, but hi, besides that, like the game is it's just insane i've never played a game with that much depth that much detail like it took months for me to beat that game uh and, and like I, as y'all know like i'm fast with my games like I, I can get through games really fast but like this game actually took me like a lot of time um because like i want to do kind of like how tbh is about odyssey like it was one of those it was one of those field more games where i wanted to run around i wanted to find everything i wanted to discover every little quest every little like i wanted to go around they had a they had a damn card game inside of this game and i went and ran around and played it like Yu-Gi-Oh! and i was like beating everybody up collecting all their cards like trying to become like the the most powerful gwent master in the entire game that that was insane um the story and like siri like was an amazing character a lot of the characters in that story are amazing the baron i still says has like it's one of the best quests like stories written ever like i've ever seen written um his like the way they've written the baron is like seriously some of the best writing ever other uh, dlcs were fire um hearts of stone has some of the best like narrative writing i've ever seen in a game um uh, blood and wine had like amazing visuals and amazing world building and, and just an amazing environment to run around that would just blow your eye sockets out um overall like there's no doubt in my head like there's some there's some um little cons of it like the combat could have been a little bit more tighter 
um sometimes like like i would say like the final boss in the base game isn't really that interesting uh like Aridin. but like everything else though is just so ridiculously good and so like detailed and and just there's so much in this game and so much value in this game that uh, it would be a crime not to put it at least somewhere in the top five or top three of some of the best games we ever had this generation so it ain't in my we, list spoiler alert. i don't care you play it well in my defense I accidentally poured water in my PC. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just yeah, never yeah, came back. <laughs> it was uh, so. It, hold on, in my defense, I was like, I was like 15 hours into the game, and I accidentally poured water into my. I knocked the cup over, and the water went into my PC. Uh, and like, I, it was just, I didn't want to start over. Like, but I, I feel like if I would have beat that game, it probably would be on this As list. Somebody, if you loved Odyssey, you would 100 percent love Witcher Three. I, I keep telling myself I'm going to come back to it one day because, yeah, like, that's why I liked Origins a lot. Because Origin basically copied the Witcher Three blueprint and applied it to the Assassin's Creed and it worked it was like holy shit this game is really good and that's why so like, yeah if you like Odyssey if you like Origins like 100% you'll love Witcher 3 I liked Witcher 3 um it's just I didn't beat it so it's like I didn't I don't think it's fair for me to put that on hey, my you know list. if you ever bored go ahead and play it again maybe when there's yeah when there's nothing to play that might be like my challenge to finally finish that game <laughs> to see what the hype's about um what's the name uh you got one more for me right GB yeah yeah go ahead uh it's actually The Witcher 3. I'm not going to lie. Oh, talk your shit. Like, when it comes down to it, like, when JG was like, yo, think of your five in this generation, I had to, like, go through all the games that I played um, since Xbox One and PS4 came out. And, like, the only one that I know, had, it was, like, a weird, like, you know how people say when you get on Twitter, you, like, first go, like, I don't know if this is for me. And then you hop off it, come back to it in a few months, and you love it. That was kind of how it was for me with Witcher. Like, I didn't understand it at first, but then after, I think I was I, I was watching you play it when um when you did, uh, I'm trying to think what video it was. I think it was uh, Zabuza. I'm trying to think, yeah, when you were trolling with Zabuza or something. I came back and played it, and I fell in love with the game due to the fact of the matter being that there was so much to do. Like, I didn't feel the need to rush it. I felt the need to actually take my time and enjoy every aspect of, like, the side quest. Um, the bounty missions hunting and then just like making sure Geralt looks decked out as the possible trip. Yeah. Trip. and like because it's like i think the big the hardest thing that i ever had to do was like hunt bears and that was like that was like more fun hunting bears in this game than it was in like red dead redemption so you know when it comes down to it like i i had the most fun with this game just by like traveling and then of course the story I, I do enjoy i will admit like uh what ethos just said like the ending has like a little bit of lackluster you feel like there could have been like something a little bit more but overall like uh even there's like a debate right now which is the best dlc and then the witcher 3 dlcs are the best dlcs right now like everybody is all came to an agreement so i will say like the witcher 3 you've got to give it its flowers as well and that's why it's like um it's not my like top top but it's it's in my top five there wasn't a lot of great DLC this generation. Most DLCs trash. That's why I don't buy it. Layer of the Shadow Broker is still the best piece of, piece of DLC ever. Um, yes, sir. Uh, Jay, you got one more for me? Yeah. Now this one is it's technically not uh, this generation, but it spans across it. And again, it's it's one of those series that uh, that spawned a whole bunch of games like it, and that's the Walking Dead series by Telltale. I gotta I gotta give them their flowers because I didn't think that anybody would enjoy games like this because these I mean this is basically what games 
were like on the PC like way way back in Early the day. 90s. Yeah, it was a yeah, it was a lot of games like this where you just you know walk and you know you uh you have a lot of dialogue and you know you got to figure out things um and pick up things. Like I didn't think that people would enjoy stuff like that, but I think that what Telltale did in this generation that uh that spawned you know other games like this they they did like bring in a little bit more interactivity in it and uh you know give you a chance to you know save yourself or die whatever like all the all the qte cutscenes and stuff but i just think that they just did an amazing job just story-wise and ended up spawning a lot of other series like the batman series borderlands uh the game of thrones like you name it like you just want so many other theories and then you have don't nod uh doing their series as well so uh, again like I, I just think that they they were kind of the uh the goat situation to to spawn games like this these interactive games uh and put them back on the forefront life as a teenager so i gotta blame them uh, it's a wow. shame too because they don't exist anymore uh, well i mean what yeah, life is strange is Oh, and and they Good made Wolf Among Us. Yeah, and Wolf Among Us, which is coming back finally. Oh yeah, my god! My so you just giving it up to the studio then? Well, he's saying the one game that's well, the, but the Walking Dead spawned it. Though. Okay, okay, got you. Uh, yeah, because it was the first one. That's that makes sense. Some of their games are in my top ten, like Wolf Among Us and uh, yeah, Wolf Among Us. That's in my top ten. I will say mm, that. Okay. I still remember when when the chat told me to play the Wolf Among Us, and I had uh, no interest in it at first. But man. TBH, if you haven't played Wolf Among Us, you need to live stream that. That one. shit got pigs and rabbits in here, bro. That shit no, it's trust me, dog. Cute, I promise you, you bro. You play Batman, you dog. You yeah, gotta you play Wolf Among Us. Like, Wolf Among Us is fire. It's probably one of their reading, best, if not best. I started reading the comics because of that game. Yeah, me too. It's really it's good. Like the book. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was the Batman from a comic book. It's a, it's a, it's a DC comic book, but yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's basically like take the fairy tales, but make it like more mature and adult. And it's gritty. It's really and good. It's, gritty. it's so gritty. Yeah, it's uh, hella Okay, okay. I'll wrestle the pig. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll shoot the rabbit. I'll, I'll look into it. Um, My last one that I had on the list, this one is kind of like what JG was saying. It's cross-generational, but it just makes the list because it came out in 2014. came out on the Wii U first. Then the Switch, I got to go with Bayonetta 2. Like something just keeps me coming back to this game. It is hands down the greatest action like beat-em-up game. I'm sorry, Bayonetta 2 is better than all the Devil May Cries. It's better than all any other fucking action game. Uh, and also it was wild. You said what? Better than DMC five? Yep, I still like Bayonetta two better than DMC five. Okay, uh, I, got I still have them on Switch. I just haven't got. Oh, you haven't played it? I played. Um, I played. Um, I think I've played like almost like half of Bayonetta one. I think it's fantastic. I think Bayonetta was from what I played was really fun. I just I haven't had the like the the craving to like sit down and finish it. I, I just have to like you know get in that zone where I want to play it and then just sit down. Like, like I, 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 yeah. I said it. So when I was constructing my list, I had to come up with like a list of like 20 games going through all the different years. But I'll say this much when it came to those five slots, two slots that I knew instantly were not going to move was Bayonetta two, number one, and then Titanfall two. I knew without a doubt, I was giving it up to those two. I had to figure out the other three. Um, and Bayonetta 2 is like, it's just something about that game that keeps me coming back to it. The action was really smooth. It was technically optimized for the Wii U. It, it ran at 60 for the most part. It had some of the best set pieces that I've seen in any video game. The action scenes keep engaged. Like this game was just, if you just want a game that's just flat out fun that makes you feel like a god. Cause I'm gonna be honest with you to this day, I don't know what the fuck the story is about. I couldn't tell you. I don't know what that game is about. <laughs> But, but if you want a game that just makes you feel like a badass 
Fuck that gender shit, that man or woman. Bayonetta is the baddest bitch in the game. And the shit's hot. It's hot. It's like it's fucking hot. Devil May Cry, but with a hot chick and better. Like, it's just the skill tree. Also, it takes skill. That, that surprised me. Uh, it, it takes a lot of skill to play this game. There's a lot of combos in the game. Uh, so you can't just go into it button mashing maybe like the first couple levels there's also there's always an amazing boss fight at the end of like every level that challenges different like skill sets as well as different like weapons um honestly I, the reason i would say this is better for than me than devil may cry uh five is because i never had camera issues with bayonetta 2 like it's 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 a better in my opinion it, it surpassed uh and devil may cry and i can't wait for bayonetta 3 uh, it's one of the y'all know I don't play games on hard. It's one of the few games I went back and played on hard. That's looking it's looking like a cyberpunk too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it's like we don't know when it's gonna come out. That's one of the few games I'm really looking forward to. The Witcher. Like I said, I don't I don't give a fuck about beating games on hard, but like I was like, yo, I want to go back and like really master and play this. Like that shit was really in debt. I I love that game. So that would be probably one of my favorite games of the generation. That might be number one to be honest. Um, did I forget anybody? Yeah, go ahead. Um, all right, so I mean, I've talked about this game multiple times, and I, I stand by it. I, I kind of was like UTBH, like this game, like immediately came to like the front of my head, like my brain, like immediately when I thought about top five. Um, and it, it's just like it's one of those games, like I uh, this is the one I also said, like it will be side by side by Titanfall that like now people underappreciate it, but I think later down people are going to really understand that this game was actually like hella slept on, um, and that's near Automata um this game was like this game honestly like almost like it literally i, I would argue it changed my life like a a, a lot all right um, this guy <laughs> no no I'm dead, I'm dead serious i'm not even joking like like the themes of this game are some of the best like it's some of the best written like thing i've ever seen for a video game like it, it's really good and it hits you in the it hits you it goes past like your brain it goes past your heart it hits your soul like it's one of these games that connects with your soul and um like i've stressed this a lot of times that like a lot of people just see the gameplay they see oh the the memes of like oh to be you know in her butt and all that stuff and like i get that like that's the surface level stuff but i promise like any person like if you give this game a chance and you get all the way and you get to ending e like anybody who's played this game has got to any e they're they all say the same thing like that ending is one of the best endings i've ever seen for a video game because it surpasses what a video game is um and it will like it it made me cry like i literally teared up when i got to that ending so and, and i've said this before like there's only three games on record that's ever made me cry it was this game mass effect 3 and like walking dead season one those are the only games that ever like hit me that emotionally um and i stand by like this you game cried um, for during mass effect yeah hell yeah well, it so was because it was so bad how depressing you know how depressing it was everything uh, you love and care about gets like just killed and destroyed like throughout the entire game like it's it's hella sad like Oh, like Morden. Um, ah, man, see, I, I don't want to spoil because people might be listening to this name. And spoil like, that game's like ten years old. You're still heathens out there that still haven't played Mass Effect. Which still <laughs> yeah, you mind. are a heathen if you're not. You've never played you're, 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 the entire. You're a but, yeah, but like, I, I still stand by. Like, this is a game that like I'll I'll ride and die for that. Um, I would say for any person, it, it's kind of like it, it's made by uh, Platinum Games, so the same people who made Bayonetta. I wouldn't say it's as depth as like DMC or as as a Bayonetta, but like it has the action mechanics that like you can like. It's very similar to Bayonetta. Uh, the the actions fire. Um, 
the world kind of eh, but like it's just it's a very narrative game the the narrative the story the characters it's some top tier shit um and also that it's weird it's weird in a good way it's just it's so it's different than what i expected it to be and it just has a lot of weird weird shit in it that like it makes it different than like anything that i've played so i gotta give it its flowers like Awesome. y'all know for the people yeah it's also for y'all that a lot it, of hot cosplays too yeah, there's a lot of hot cosplays a lot of the 2a uh and 2b cosplays shout out to all y'all but like it i if there's one thing i could ever take anyone on this podcast and i and i'm telling you this and i and i really believe it is give near automata a shot i promise you it will be like no matter where you are in the game like please like try to get to ending e it's and i promise you like you'll leave that that will change it will change your life in some way or form like you'll you'll feel something crazy when you get to the end of it um and for the record like i can't tell you like after I, i've said it a couple times during the podcast um and like i've had multiple people tweet me people in the comments said it they heard me talk about this game and how much i've praised it and they didn't know what the hell i was talking about but they gave the game a shot and they said like bruh like it's fucking insane so I stress it again i feel like this is a game every gamer should at least give a shot i uninstalled that shit so, i feel like you should give another shot I, if you have to use unlimited google to get past like to figure out where you're gonna go that's the, perfect the map was just it's so map, bad I, we can't I, slide I, past I, that. I, that i like i'll never like say that's not a fair criticism that's 100 percent fair criticism like the map and perfectly fine for somebody to like use a google or a walkthrough to help them like figure out where they need to go i should have like, to google totally, where the fucking go it's totally understandable like that i do agree is like the biggest criticism of the game but if you can just get past that i I promise you like it's worth the reward 100 is worth the reward mm. so yeah maybe one it. day that's i'll find the patience to read I, I did enjoy the combat like i love that really yeah. it's just it's, yeah, yeah. I, that, that map system was honestly probably one of the worst of the generation um but yeah i think i think everybody ran through their five correct uh, yeah. Any honorable missions before we switch it up to the news? Yeah, no, we're talking honorable. Let me tell you three of them off my dome, bro. Off the dome immediately. I thought of these right off the bat. Um, Battlefront 2, okay. uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, and Dishonored 2. These are three that I feel like, damn. Wait, like, did you just so say that Star Wars game? Explain yourself. Yes. Okay. It came out. It was horrible. It's just like the siege effect. It came out horrible, right? The things they've done for this game since launch have been phenomenal. They added in so many heroes that people wanted. Granted, they didn't get Ahsoka, but whatever, that's fine. They didn't have the time. But the way they overhauled this game and made it turn from like a trash game to actually really good, I gotta give it flowers. Like when it got to a really good point, I'm not even joking. Like me and Jojo would play this game like every, almost every other day. We would be on this game playing the heroes versus villains. Um, it, 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 in the end of its life, it finally was, became like a fair successor to the original Battlefront 2. And I stand by that. Like a lot of people who just gave up on this game after and, you know, listen to all the, you know, the hate for the game. I get it when it first came out. But after they overhauled the game two years, three years later, the game became really, really good. And I think if a lot of people went back, it's kind of like Titanfall 2. A lot of people who went back to the game after those changes realized like, whoa, this game's actually really good now. So I think it. I think it's a contender in the top 15 or top 10 of this generation. Like it was actually really good after it got fixed. Yeah, I'll back him on that. Like it actually, better yet, it actually brings Battlefield 3 Rush in a yeah, sense. Into it. Yeah, I will yeah, say like, that. Where Battle, like it succeeds in places where Battlefield failed. Like, and it's ridiculous that that's the case, but it's really good. So mm. I like it. Okay. I like it a lot. What were your other two? Uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. I mean, that's like the soundtrack, the combat. Just the swagger that entire game has is like insane. The boss fights are phenomenal. I can't even get over how good the soundtrack is for that game. Um, and then Dishonored 2, slept on as hell series. One of my favorite like emergent games, uh, just like, you know, like Deus Ex. 
Um, two was just good because the level design of that game was just insane. You get two different story characters. Was fire. Story was fire. Um, uh, DLC was pretty good too for it. Like, like just overall, like everything about Dishonored Two was really, really good. The only thing I remember that I didn't like was um, it was a little unoptimized when it came out. But after those patches, I fixed it. I, like that level, des- I still can't get over the level design for that game. It was just top tier. Uh, shout out to Arcane. They're the most like one of the most slept on studios ever. They make like mm. really good games that people just sleep on their stuff. What about you, GB? Uh, Mafia 3. Uh, better yet, I will add Star Wars Battlefront on my list too. Um, and I think the last game would have to be Rocket League. Yeah. Mm, okay, that's an interesting one. Wait, why you pick that one? Rocket League? Uh, I still play it to this day. Um, my okay. friend, my friends like put me onto it when like the year after it came out. But even now, like. Um, we'll all hop on like the weekend like you know what i mean like this weekend like we'll probably play like constant rounds of like uh rocket league and then of course we have enough of us where it's like 3v3s or four or uh 2v2s so no matter what like it's and it's still live too matter of fact it's about to become free to play so i i believe like a lot more people about to hop on when it comes down to it they're about to make a huge update for it yeah no, that's fair, because I actually remember when that game first came out in 2015. People forget it did have a moment for like the span of like a good three months. Like everybody was playing that shit on Twitch uh, and everybody on everybody's friends list was playing it because it, it was free uh, uh, during PS Plus or whatever. So I do remember that shit being really hot. I remember us being on that a lot. That's a fair one. Uh, what you got for me, Jay? Uh, well, Ethos already took one with Dishonored, uh, Dishonored 2. Um, I'm going to throw, throw some might on there because I'm not going to... No, I don't care. I don't care, Ethos. You were trash. You were trash with that character, bro. You yeah, I'm not gonna lie, it's very rare that I can say you're trash at a game, but you were trash at that game, dog. You were a liability. And you used to get really mad at that Fuck shit. That. Yeah, that man would get wrecked, bro. Fuck that game. Fuck that shitty ass MOBA, bro. Fuck that. You were a goddamn liar, bro. When that game came out, we were on that like ego crack. And he's not good at the game. Exactly. Yeah. He was definitely not a five dollar tier as Mike. Mike, I still have PTSD playing Knox, bro. Fuck that game, bro. Yes, bro. Oh, Knox was a character. You, oh my god, you got burned, bro. It was sad. Might again, bro. That was so sad. Okay, well, those obviously has some uh has some demons still. He has to address. But look, after that shit. But look, for a third person mobile, man, like High Res did an amazing job. I don't know how the hell we stumbled across that. Ended up playing it like every day, nonstop. But we had a moment, uh, G.I. definitely had a moment playing it. And I can't deny, man, like it definitely got me more into like wanting to try MOBAs because I don't like, I still don't like top down MOBAs, but I'm more prone to playing them uh, now after like getting in the fight. And of course, Paragon, uh, which we ended up getting into right yeah, after that. We, yeah, which is it's called predecessor. Yeah, now. predecessor now. Yeah, predecessor, yeah, predecessor now. But uh, the good but not like. But no, nah, Smite did good, and then you know what all the uh, all the gods, and then like they're branching out now and doing collabs with other companies. So like Smite is still going strong. Like if it wasn't too like far into it, and it wasn't like so many other games that I'm interested in, I might play Smite again. But like I said, we were waiting on Paragon because Paragon t- ended up taking over. So we'll see what you know predecessor does. Now. True, true, true. I actually got a whole bunch of games. I'm just gonna kind of briefly go through them. I'm actually surprised nobody brought this up, but I'm gonna put on my honorable mentions the uh, Shadow of War franchise, Shadow of Mordor, and Shadow of War. That Nemesis oh, system was one of the most innovative things we've seen this generation. Yeah, uh, I mean, he talks about that all the time. He just mentioned yeah. it for uh, he wish they ghost had it. That's why I was surprised <laughs> nobody even put that on their honorable mentions. So I got to put Shadow of Mordor on there. Um, Deus Ex: Mankind Divided, Horizon Zero Dawn, Breath of the Wild. 
uh super mario odyssey when you got the new dunk city that shit was fire um dragon ball fighters i gotta put that on there even though i like i'm not the biggest fighting game fan like it's rare we get a good anime game yeah, yeah so we got and it's still i i, I think i i don't know because i'm not that tuned in correct me if i'm wrong jg but that still is the most popular fighting game right in the fgc no it's still street fighter well that, that's a given it's it will there, it will forever be street fighter but it's it's like top three it's definitely top five i didn't I, expect I, it to be that popular in the fgc i guess I yeah yeah it, it definitely came out the gates winking but that was mainly because marvel versus capcom infinite was so trash because mm, yeah. <laughs> that, that game that game like not only replaced it but it surpassed it because it, it wasn't it was not only you know the same type of uh mechanics as, as marvel versus capcom but it was freaking dbz and everybody knows about dbz so yeah. it just it flew off it's yeah it's rare we get a good anime game so i think we should give arc their flowers because most of them are just arena brawlers and they're trash uh luigi's mansion 3 that game was it sounds goofy as hell but that game was just really charming uh and silly and i like stupid shit like that doom eternal turned me into a doom fan and then Ooh, i yeah. i gotta put the final fantasy 7 remake on there too as an honorable mention uh those those are some of the that I would put on there that's oh, all i, I got I'd add Jedi Fallen Order too as a honorable. Yeah, we can put that I, on there. Yeah, I really like. Uh, yeah, I really. Oh, like you know what? Now. I completely forgot. Yeah, uh, can I also add Dying Light too? Dying Light. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Blood. Okay. All right. All right. I forgot. Um, Dying Light is like uh, is an underrated game, and like people when they announced Dying Light too, like people were like, "Oh shit." Okay. Yeah. yeah let's bring it back. I'd say That's... you know one of the interesting things about this entire thing uh, and i kind of thought about it when i was uh when i was making my like top 10 games of the decade video like that little music video i kind of realized it when i was editing it and i was like it's kind of interesting because i feel like the gen before this like the 360 and all that stuff and like the like the really like not even that like a lot of the older gens i feel like they started off really fire but i feel like this gen was interesting enough a lot of the fire games that came out of this gen happened in the later part of its life like i'd say in the beginning it was kind of lackluster as hell oh, yeah, but then like yeah it was weak as hell but then i think about it, like a lot of my top favorite games actually ended up happening in the last like three two years three four years of like its life cycle so i think that was like pretty interesting that like a lot of the best games came out like in very recent memory that they're actually still on this list because you think like a game that just came out wouldn't hit that but a lot of them did so i think that's actually really really cool i think everybody's capable of like recognizing greatness like just because it's new doesn't mean it's not great like yeah. um i don't think classic gets thrown around as much in the gaming community compared to the music community um, what do you think would be a classic like what do you think like people will be talking about like when we hit the next gen, this generation i don't care how people think about it this would become retro from a technical uh definition it will become retro once we move to the next one what do you think like will be pushed as like retro classics Ooh, like, if you can name like two like one game or so two, one bayonetta game, 2 sure. bayonetta 2 and assassin's creed odyssey are like my personals but like if we're talking about like general populace I yeah think like the general titan, populace, say this i think titanfall 2 god of war and rainbow six siege will be considered classics okay yeah what about i you? agree what about you, what about you jg Mm, I would agree. I'm trying to think of like another one that I'd be like, hmm. Man, I don't know. That's 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 a tough one. That's a tough one because the classic, like I reserve that for like the the yeah. highest of yeah, tiers. Yeah, um, like something that you would yeah, like like want the last to come back two. to. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Nobody, I'm disappointed. Nobody put that on their best games of this generation. The Last of Us. Um, you know. You, you know, know what? what? 
Huh? What? <laughs> Don't last us Revenge is bad, though. Revenge is bad. <laughs> they gonna they gonna get you. They gonna come at me now. They they go. I don't have the mental capacity. I want to save the record. The this is not me the last talking. This is not me talking. This is not my opinion. Please. I just please. apologize. I just I just acknowledge that I don't under I don't have the mental capacity or the IQ to truly understand <laughs> the depths <laughs> and the meaning that can the message Naughty Dog was trying to convey about revenge and violence. Forgiveness, good. Revenge Forgiveness, bad. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Truly an epic tale. <laughs> Truly way in depth and over our heads. Yeah. Um, I would say if I think about it, like I think Witcher 3 is gonna be a classic. I would argue now, like people are already making that argument. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, I'd be very surprised if people forget about Witcher. Right? People still talk about that shit. So I think that might end up being a classic and oh man. Um I hope Titanfall 2 becomes it. I hope, I just pray people will never forget about Titanfall 2. The reason I would instantly throw Titanfall 2 in the classic realm is because of the, the thing we just argued earlier. What other game do you know got clapped when it came out and it's it kind of lingered around and it came yeah. back and it like it has peaks. Like I swear to God, at least two times a year, there's like, yo, you know, Titanfall got like 20,000 people on the game That's right no now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it just peaks for it's like a stock or a share in a company yeah. or whatever. And it just spite like that's a very unique tale. And I think that that goes to show the quality of the game. And I, I would give classic to Titanfall, too. Titanfall 2 is like a, it's like Modern Warfare 2 in my mind, like 10 years down the road, if they like remaster, if, if they did like a remaster for I'm buying Titanfall 2, it. like one, they did baby. for Modern Warfare 2, I yeah. top. That's a Big day fat. one. Big fat. What's going on, y'all? It's UTXJG to Don, one third of the Gaming Illuminati podcast. And there hasn't been a whole lot to smile about these days, but things are getting better. You know, we got sporting events, NBA just started, we got MLS that's right next to them, we got the MLB, and we got the NHL started back up. And it's some good summer weather, so those are things that you can't help but smile about, right? But do you want a megawatt smile to show off? No. My friends over at Candy can help you. Candy clear aligners are comfortable, removable, and totally invisible, unlike wire braces, so you could transform your smile without anyone noticing. Plus, your treatment is prescribed and monitored remotely by a licensed orthodontist who's an expert in tooth movement. Candy only works with orthodontists, never general dentists like other companies. And with some of the other companies, you may never hear from a doctor as you go through your treatment. That's ridiculous. With Candy, your treatment includes remote monitoring by the same orthodontist that created your plan, so you never have to wonder how you're doing. You're always going to know, and I love that personally. The average Candy treatment is just six months, so you'll start seeing your results way before then and cost an average 50% less than Invisalign. So, are you ready to take your first step towards getting your dream smile that you can't wait to show off? Get started today from the comfort of your own home with Candid's risk-free starter kit and $75 off. Go to CandidCo.com slash GI and use code GI. That's CandidCo.com slash GI, code GI, for your risk-free starter kit and $75 off. CandidCo.com slash GI, code GI. That's interesting. That's interesting. If your mate doesn't have any more class, we can move on to the news sure okay okay moving on to the news side of the podcast it was kind of weak this this week but i found like a few stories maybe we could thug it out talk about it a little bit the first of which being that halo is going to be for everyone the official halo account uh tweeted out we can confirm that halo infinite multiplayer will be free to play and will support 120 frames on the xbox series x more details will be shared later as a big halo fan what's this doing for you jg halo goes free to play I mean, I'm still waiting on the uh, the 120 FPS <laughs> on the Xbox Series X. I, I want to see what that is, but um, 
I feel like this is what they need in order to get more people into it because I don't think at this point like you would really have to show like because we were literally talking about this last week what would it take for you know a new person who's never played a Halo in their life to get into it and making a multiplayer free to play I, I think that that's a good move by Microsoft to do because like I don't think that too many people would care about the story especially if you never played a Halo in your life so um, and most of people care about multiplayer anyways they don't even play the single player or care about it so uh, so that's good I, I actually commend them for this I, I definitely commend them so I, I think the more people will actually give it a try now that it's free to play now will you stick with it you know only time will tell we'll have to see how the multiplayer is like but I, I have a good feeling a lot of people are going to try it now my initial response to this news was like okay this is dope this is making me want to try it because i honestly don't really care about the story at this point i just want to play the multiplayer but then i sat back and i had the epiphany i was like does this devalue the game pass because why would i buy the game pass when i can get the multiplayer the the meat and potatoes of the game for free yeah don't so you're you? basically just buying well yeah do you, you would you need it for i, I feel yeah, like I as a know. game pass owner i would be kind of annoyed with this like wow you're just gonna make this shit free i paid 15 dollars a month well don't you need the online though what do you mean? Don't you need Xbox Live? Xbox, Xbox Live Xbox is free on PC. No, I'm talking about. Well, we're talking about Xbox, though. Oh, you, you're thinking from the mind of poverty. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, no, relax. No, Chill out, man. Chill out. I gotta, I gotta, what are you I gotta doing? get it off, dog. I gotta get my shit off. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're talking about the doorstop. Um. Wait, so what, what, what do you mean, like, you have to pay the $6 a year? What does that have to do with anything? So you have to play, like, even if it's free, right? Will it cost money to play it online? So even if it's free, it's like, don't you still need, like, technically Xbox Live in order to play No, it because online? that Xbox Live is for everything. It's not specifically for Halo, but that Game Pass, like, I would argue there are a lot of people but that are going to buy the game. I, thought, I thought right now the way the Game Pass works, like, Xbox Ultimate, right? Like, you pay for Ultimate, and that gives you Xbox Live, and you get all the games. Yeah, I, I don't. I thought that was a bundle, though. Like that's not everybody's. Not everybody's going for that bundle. Yeah, like, at this point, I don't even know how. I don't know. I don't even know how the Xbox ecosystem even works. Like, can <laughs> someone explain it? Like, because I'm very confused at this point. I don't know as, what as will give you access and what won't. I don't know. Just from my perspective, maybe I'm projecting, but like, I'm not. If I were an Xbox Pass owner, I'm not paying for the Xbox Game Pass for Ori and the Blind Forest. Sorry, as much as I like it, I'm paying uh, for it so I can get Halo, the new Gears, Forza BR. Uh, like you know, they're top tier games. So I can get them for the low low. That's why I would be paying for it. And I I'm, I could be projecting. I don't know. I feel like well, this piss off the community. Again, I, I think that that doesn't matter what you're what you're saying because you're asking from the perspective of if you're only wanting Halo, but mm. if you're getting the Game Pass, you right. would fully be expecting to play multiple games, bro. So so that's, that doesn't even matter. That's debatable because the Xbox community they. Let me stop. Uh, you bet. Yeah, please. <laughs> don't even. Don't, don't even. Uh, what? Come on, bro. They already suffered enough, bro. You're right. You're right. Uh, any hot takes on this, GB? Uh, I'll probably answer JG's question with it. Um, when it comes down to the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, like, because I think there's two. There's the five dollar one. There's the fifteen dollar one. If you have like a PC, the fifteen dollar one is where you have like Xbox Live for your PC, your Xbox, and then of course you have all the games. Uh, but when it comes down to like free to play games online, like uh, Apex and Fortnite, I think you still do need Xbox Live to play those free to play games. So well, that's down, shitty. Yeah, I think when it comes down to it being free to play, that's fine and all. But when it comes down to it, wouldn't this hurt them in the long run? And wouldn't be people be more worried about the microtransactions that come out of this? Um. Yeah, that's that's a good yeah. question. Yeah. 
actually um since we're talking about the game pass i'm gonna go ahead and skip to this story because it's on topic so it's been reported that the xbox game pass isn't profitable which is interesting because we were talking about that in last week's podcast um one of the reps from xbox they were saying during a podcast that um they were asking how does it make any money and he was saying it's a different mindset um you can either say how do we get as much profit for each customer or how do you pivot the opposite and say how do we add as much value to our fans how can we actually over deliver on value and if you do that you build your fans for life and if people feel like you're over delivering on value they'll want to not only continue to use your service but they'll want to tell their friends about it that is actually the most powerful marketing uh it's word of mouth marketing so their goal is not even to make money i guess make lifelong fans uh does anybody have like a hot a hot take ethos maybe like on on that thought process what do you think about that uh it makes sense uh they're trying to use the marketing pool of just like good good karma in order to get people to pull in to try it out which i think is smart um mm-hmm. it's already losing technically so it's like you might as well make it where we're more consumer friendly than our competition um so i think that's a smart play uh, in regards of profitability like again like this i don't feel like this is an argument to say that like this is a bad plan because like you gotta think of it like um a lot of companies you basically do a lot of risk assessment and then they say or not even risk assessment but like yeah eh, it's kind of like that but they kind of make an assessment way before crunching numbers of okay we take an l here we lose money here but where can we make it up in another place um and this is kind of like the same thing with sony right like sony takes a loss on the actual like consoles itself a lot of a loss like they lose money every time they sell a console but they make it up because they're like okay well no they'll buy like exclusives they're gonna give us sony you know they're gonna give us uh what do they call it uh playstation plus to play online like this is where they can pick up those lost dollars so uh, what he doesn't say here is obviously the business side of it because no company from a logical standpoint no company is going to agree of doing something that literally has them like losing money where they're not going to pick it up somewhere else or where they're going to you know reverse that slack for it so i mean for this it's just like it's the same logic it's just like what he's not telling you here is obviously like the other business of okay well yeah we're taking the l here but yeah we get good karma and then on top of that people are going to want to like you know buy xbox live with this sort of thing so they're going to stay in our ecosystem and on top of that they're going to play our games and we know what that means if these games are live service games that means they have microtransactions like halo will and all the rest of them then people are going to be buying microtransactions so basically we'll filler it out either one way or another so that's smart, in my opinion. That's right, right? Like you want to get them into your ecosystem first, so then they get access to like the microtransaction systems of different games. So then people will spend money in that ways, and that's how. Oh, yeah, exactly. that we get into. It's, 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 it's the same thing. Hey, I'll dump. I'll make it no, really. I was just about to ask. Like, no, I'm I'm yeah. not against this. Like, go for the no, fucking yeah, Xbox right. Game Pass. Yeah. This is great for consumers. But at the end of the day, this is a business, and from my right, business standpoint, because you know yeah, like, Xbox doesn't make them any money. So I'm like, yeah. in the long run, what does this do? Because yeah. like the Xbox can get hacked. Uh, X by Microsoft because they're you see what they just did with Mixer. Who's to yeah. say that they would do that with Xbox one day? You know, right, right. But they're, they're trying to stay in a whole like an industry. Like they're not. I, I don't feel like unless they completely suck and they can't make any money out of it. That's the only reason why like big OG like board of directors Microsoft would show up and be like axe the gaming division. But if at least they're like making some sort of like way or they have some sort of percentage of the market, they're gonna stay there. They're not gonna leave anytime soon. So I think like overall like to to ghettoify this. This is basically the same thing as like a drug dealer. <laughs> whoa. Basically, whoa. This is what it is, right? It's like it's like a drug dealer, right? Handing you basically like like basically like for cocaine, giving you like you know a free sample of it, right? Give and you're you gonna try it. Mm. And then you're gonna stay in the ecosystem. You're gonna come back Blue and you're gonna magic. be like 
Yeah, so it's it's the same thing. It's you know it's, it's, that's Nigonomics. There you go. Like just like you're just upgrading it to different like scaling. Of, you know, like, what what somebody's listening to this right now. Like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, we have different levels of, of people who listen to our podcast. You know, oh, I gotta you know shit. people think I'm stupid if I don't make it make sense from different levels. So that's basically what it is in a nutshell. Like, so basically, what you're saying is Microsoft has so much money they don't even care. Like they just as long as they have a percentage of the of the gaming yeah, community, the they'll they'll, they'll pump money into it. Yeah, Windows like, makes uh, so much money they don't care. I guarantee right now. Uh, certain people are going to use this news and try to add, and try to like shit on Xbox and be like, look, they're losing money in this thing and this is stupid and da 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 da. And they don't; those people don't even like they've never taken a business class before. They don't understand how businesses work. Like this is all like if I have you really like at Microsoft. They're up right now. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're doing if fine. If you if you really like like if you understand how business works and you really understand like how like people how corporations move like. There's always a method behind the madness, for the most part. There's some people who are really stupid, like EA, who just do. Yeah, very they're um, they're up one percent today. They're up two percent the past week. The last three months, they're up eighteen percent because they, they were like, oh, they, their stock went down because of the the show. It, like, it was a day. It was just jokes. Day, but in the yeah. last three months, they're up eighteen percent. In the last year, they're up fifty percent in terms of money. So. There's now that no, everybody knows I have money in Microsoft, I need everybody to buy an Xbox. Because <laughs> yeah, well, you're buy oh man. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm not gonna buy that shit. Anyways, <laughs> I feel conflicted about Microsoft. It's like on one hand, I do want y'all to buy it, but at the same time, I'm not mad if y'all don't. Uh, so yeah, that that was interesting. I didn't I didn't bring that up yeah. to shit on them. I, it was just like some food for thought. Well, no, it's a meme. It's a meme thing. But the, but but you know, there are like while we meme it because it's funny, right? There are mm-hmm. people who seriously do this console war shit who try to use that argument and try to say that console wars in twenty twenty. Oh boy, yeah, that's basically any negative news against the the console or the platform that they hate. Yeah, they're, they're they'll, they'll, they'll it up, yeah. into some like crazy conspiracy theory that like Microsoft is gonna fucking die in the next month or something. Some crazy. Yeah. Right. Microsoft is um, TikTok. They're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big TikTok though. Yeah, they get control of TikTok. Ban world. Right, exactly. So I'm telling you, if Microsoft gets U.S. operations, y'all better throw a shit ton of stock inside of Microsoft. Yeah, but that's uh, that's 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 TBD on that one. We'll we'll see. Um, but just to just to further like talk about this before we uh get done with it, what Ethos was uh pointing to last week. Uh, when you said that like Microsoft is pretty much just buying into the Game Pass ecosystem. Um, I mean, this whole thing would be totally worth the money if you just have the games to back it. Like when TBH was mentioning one game, that's just one game. But say if you have, you know, 15 games throughout the span of a year, like I would say that that's a hell of a deal than just going for the uh, for the Game Pass. So um, so again, what you thought we're talking about now um you know you just getting into the ecosystem and then wanting to stay the easiest way for you to stay is if there are games for you to play so if you just give us a game then it'll be totally worth it it's like the origin thing like i'm not gonna lie to you if if they somehow make it with a lot of like uh third-party publishers if they're able to get all their like brand new games coming out on that game pass I don't feel like there's any person in the room that would be like, hey, why the fuck am I spending $60 or $70, right, for these brand new games coming out when I could just get the Xbox Game Pass? And I can Especially just go play single player games. You're going to beat it well, once and never yeah. play it again. Well, well yeah, yeah, like, yeah, right. Like, like, that's the one hitters, right? Like, what I, or, or the games that you feel comfortable about, right? Do I really want to pay $60 for this game, right? When you could just be like, oh, I'll just do a subscription service. I'll play it when I'm done. It's like, let's describe it as this is the new, this is the modernization of Blockbuster. This is the modernization of Netflix. This is basically the gaming industry catching up with, well, basically what happened with Blockbuster, uh, Blockbuster and Netflix. That's what Xbox is doing. Now, I'm not saying that like Xbox is going to kill Sony or something like off that. It's not, but 
I think what you're going to see with Sony, like Sony's doing with PlayStation now, Sony's starting to like do certain things in this area as well. And Nintendo, well, Nintendo's always slow, but eventually they'll get to it. Um, what you're going to see soon is that like in this next generation, digital is is going to be the wave. That's why these consoles are starting to get digital versions and all the rest of this. You're going to start moving into a model where the main things are subscription, cloud services, and um, um, getting access to your games immediately. So like uh, being able to play your games anywhere. Um, so like what Xbox is doing where you can play Destiny anywhere, where you can play like all their games anywhere. These are the three core. So if you got stock, if you got money, these are the things you should be investing in because that's where the industry is going. I'm sorry, all you old heads, all you old timers, the disc is dying. The physical is dying. GameStop is dying. You know, you know it's funny? Like I've, I've always been like the person who wanted a big collection in the background of the videos and stuff. Yeah, and like matter. I do have a big collection, but like right. moving to Florida, I like I've like I've come to the realization nope. like, I don't care about this shit. Like like I'm, you think I'm, I'm probably gonna sell off my collection. Like I, yeah. I, I I'm leaning more towards digital as long as they put a big hard drive in it i don't care about the disc right like the only thing that matters like and i know like i was very controversial for this like a couple years ago but i was like one of the people that was just like i don't give a fuck about physical or like uh editions unless like it's a collector's like unless there's like a collecting a physical value of something that i'm buying you plan on hugging the block your whole life physical's cool but if you want to move around i'm telling you it was like four extra boxes for me to move my shit right that wasn't and and people make the arguments like well i want to own my games and this and well you have to understand like the whole like that doesn't exist like that is um unfortunately the truth is is that even if you buy digital physical copies regardless of what sony told you is that like a lot of times now like these games are now somehow some way tied to a digital license to a something some sort of license ps4 disc and you start to download the game yes like a lot of these games are going to require you to do some form of digital some form of internet in order for you to get the most updated the best version of the game like that's just what it is now like that's what the world the internet has become so either you like you like i can't even tell you now how many times have you bought like something physical right uh like even ea does that right they have collector's editions with physical copies of their game like steelbooks and whatever it is and like the game is like the disc doesn't even have the full game on it you still have to download it uh, like and ubisoft does the same thing too for a majority of their pc games where you're gonna have to download off the you play so this physical thing i mean you could say i missed the, I, I just like having physically something but it, it, it don't matter dog i hate to tell you this next gen it's not gonna matter so gamestop is the biggest example put at least, put at least five terabytes in it sony please in your in your in your console yeah no, not a one terabyte and i think i'll be gucci yeah. um so yeah, that was that was just an uh, interesting story. Here, I got one for you, Ethos. Let me know what you, this is doing for you. Uh, Splinter Cell animated series is announced coming to Netflix. Two seasons have reportedly already been ordered. Like they are confident about this. So a total of sixteen episodes are probably eight a season. Um, there's no indication yet where the series uh, how it will adapt stories in some of the games, or if the uh, Micro Ironside will be reprising the role of Sam Fisher. But we know the show is coming. What's that doing for you? I feel like I'm part of a cruel joke that like just will never end um not gonna lie i'm still gonna watch it don't don't get it twisted like I'll, but know, i'm gonna complain i'm kicking scream I'm gonna all compl- the way i'm gonna complain i'm gonna kick and scream all the way until it comes out but um i mean i'm cool with this because like witcher kind of proved it right like the witcher netflix series was amazing uh granted it wasn't like fully like the games it was more towards like the books but still like if they adapt it they do it right and i mean it's helmed by like john wick's writer i think it's gonna be fire like if it's like a john wick styled like like show not like an idea that like sam fisher's out here like murdering everybody like on a kill spree or something like that but it's like a more of that like a thriller um with like a john wick like aesthetic i think it'd be pretty dope so i'm willing to give it a shot i'm always willing to give like this type of stuff i a shot because 
what I'm hoping is just like Netflix, when the Netflix show came out, the, the sales of Witcher shot up astronomically. Um, so what I'm hoping is if this comes out and it's very successful and people are like, oh, this is really good, people will go out and buy the games. And if they do that, then Ubisoft won't have a damn uh, argument saying that the games don't sell and then they're gonna make a new one. So I hope this is, succeeds because then I can put, get my game. So we'll all be happy. Mm, anybody got any hot takes on uh, the Netflix series, Splinter Cell? It kind of shocked me that it's going to be animated because uh, when like because uh, that means if, if they go for animation that means they have like more freedom to do like more gritty stuff so i'm kind of excited for that part but the thing about it was though weren't weren't there already rumors of them making an entire new splinter cell game like after what was it uh what was the last ghost uh ghost recon not the one with the the dude from walking dead but the one before that wasn't he in that dlc uh yes there was yeah i thought like you know they were like room i remember like when that dlc came out like there were some leaks about sam fisher getting his last game you know what i mean but i I guess i guess him getting an animated series yeah what they are (laughs) i know so him getting an animated series is fine i mean that means like if it's animated that means they can be gritty as they possibly want to and i'm i'll I'll be excited for that but it kind of sucks because i'm a fan of Sam Fisher so it's like come on now come on you can just give us a game it's not that big of a deal instead of that mobile game that they dropped like that's an that's an embarrassment come on yo that's like that's a slap in the face <laughs> wants to play oh, stealth with microtransactions what the fuck is that shit yeah that shit is dumb so uh all, all I can say is I, I'll watch it it's, it's a disappointment to see this um it's 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 weird to me that Ubisoft can recognize that like we'll watch an animated series, but you don't think we'll buy the game that the animated series is based off of. As like I agree, like this is a cruel joke. Like, <laughs> uh, but maybe Ubisoft is just trying to find new ways to make money. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, somebody give me their Netflix password. Um, next, auntie. give me their. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's auntie? Next piece of news. I thought this one was actually really uh, interesting because a lot of people worried about every game being 70 next gen or like cross gen or whatever. And Star Wars Squadron is reportedly only going to be $40. When asked, they said, we're always looking at games and what we, and we want to make sure we're providing the greatest value to our players. And, you know, games all have a different scale and most of our games right now have a huge scale. We designed squadrons to really focus on what we heard from consumers, which is one of their greatest fantasies is to fly an X-Wing and TIE Fighter, blah, blah, blah. Basically, this game is not going to be as big as their other ones. It's going to focus just on dogfighting. It's not going to be some big ass open world. That's basically what he was getting at. Um, So they priced the game at $40. Um, I found this news interesting because one of my first complaints when I seen the gameplay is I was like, this looks like they took the... uh, the dog fighting mode at a Star Wars Battlefront 2 and just added like a little some cutscenes to it. And then it, the fact that it's only $40 and they're saying it's smaller in scale, and it, it kind of reinforces what I thought about this game. But I don't know. Are y'all looking forward to this? You got any hot takes on this? Take that as mm-hmm. Nah, I don't really have much to say. I'm a Star Wars fan, but if it's just squadrons, I don't think it needs to be $40, especially like with the other games competition. Like people will buy this and they just want to go back to Battlefront because they fixed Battlefront's uh, uh, dogfights. But nobody mm. played that shit. Actually, like, but I know when it first dropped, it was terrible and it was barely playable on mouse and keyboard. <laughs> now it's actually, it's actually, it's actually doable. 
Is, is, so is that is that why they're is that why they're doing this? Nobody played it in Star Wars Battlefront Two, so they're like, we're just gonna repackage it with some cutscenes, and maybe they'll play it. As a, as what I will say is, it might have a place in the VR space because that VR feature is actually pretty dope. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I don't have a VR set, but I feel like the people who are VR enthusiasts, they'll all like hop on this game because I feel like that's like you can live your fantasy. You'll be in a VR suit. Like that's our VR right. helmet. Which cool. what y'all think VR is going next gen? I don't think we've had that conversation before. You think there'll be I more think, support on Xbox and PlayStation? Man. I think it's gonna get really good. PlayStation yeah, Xbox no. Yeah, Xbox no. But I think the PC and the PlayStation one might go somewhere because you have stronger hardware now. So that means like for, I'll give you a big example. There's like a lot of people said VR was dead, but I think uh, Half-Life Alexa proved that wrong. Um, Half-Life Alexa came out and like people were going in droves trying to pick up that index to play it. Um, and uh, people I actually I'd argue too, like Alexa actually is in the argument for game of the year this year. Like I've heard not one bad thing about that game. Like everybody who's actually yeah. played, it's just it. but everyone who's played it has told me like it is phenomenal. But do you um, think that's because of half-life fans or do you think it's because of VR people because i think i would i, I watch reviews every general consensus was it was just a good game people yeah i'm not, I'm really I'm good, not saying like, it was bad but right. i think it was just because of the hype of half-life because people have been uh, uh, you Whoa. know of course like they can't count to three so people have been waiting on another half-life since forever <laughs> yeah right yeah but like this one was like the review from i, I watched like several reviews of this because like i i'm very tempted to get index to play this game because i really want to play it but um because like i'm a half-life fan right but like this game isn't like a direct sequel of it i think it's like somewhere after two I yeah think, it's not I, yeah we, we know that right yeah because it's half-life period i think this is why just a lot of people were just super excited yeah but i think it's more of when i like there's a lot of reviewers who were like i had never played half-life or, or i barely like i everyone knows what half-life is but i'm not like that crazy about half-life but mm-hmm. for what i saw review i think tbh will agree is that a lot of them said like this from like a vr game playing standpoint was like this was a huge jump in quality like this wasn't a, a, a like a oh i stay in place and i shoot a bunch of like zombies coming at me so like this was like an actual triple a campaign experience it felt like a, a labor of love they were saying yeah, and it works and it works and this is like a sign that like a lot of people argue and say vr games are just like the same type of game right like you stay in place or they haven't solved a lot of the movement stuff like apparently like alexa solves a lot of issues that vr has and then innovates it and goes further so like okay. if that's like basically it's like pushing to the next gen and like i mean valve of course like maybe that's what valve why valve has been like very silent is like they see vr as that next jump and they can push that next jump then i could see vr becoming like back in a big way uh this upcoming because i've heard a couple of i've seen this a couple of times where a couple of vr games have come out in the past two years and people have said like they're really like they've been really good like there was a zombie one i think mav was playing it one time and one of my coworkers was playing it and they were praising this game. Like it was like called like Saints or something. I can't remember. But they were saying like it was really good. Like you felt like you were actually there. It's very tense. Um, there's a lot of like interaction with it. So I think like as the technology gets better, as the hardware can support it gets better, then like developers can make these way more intrinsic, way more in-depth like games. Um, like I'm surprised they haven't made a God of War VR game. To be honest with you, I'm I'm really surprised they haven't Maybe done that. Maybe giving them ideas. Yeah, like I've seen. I saw. Um, if you YouTube it, there was an indie developer. He made a God of War VR like prototype, where basically it was with the axe. You why is there no Fight Night VR? I mean, there's a lot of things, right? Like why did you try to make a boxing game that was uh that was VR yeah. that me and Flock played? Creed, so. Creed, Creed was a really good. Creed was, yeah, people said Creed was really solid as a boxing game. So. I mean, like, there's a lot of room, and I feel like there's a lot of games that will soon come out first person that, like, you could add VR to. Like, imagine Cyberpunk and an update, they give you VR support. 
Mm. Like if that happens, like that would be a big push. I would say, I don't think VR is dead. I think the better word is it plateaued. Like it has its niche. It definitely has a niche, but like it's not growing either. It, it like, had its height, but it's more I, Alex's, I think, or whatever. Yeah, and then like like you mentioned, the the barrier of entry is too high. Like those, yeah, they yeah. were expensive, and then once you pay for it, you just didn't you didn't get the games that were worth the price. Right, like the thousand dollar barrier to get up, like one of the best ones, like the better ones. And on top of that, like that was kind of smart that they just threw Alexa with it. it was like, hey, yeah, if you buy this thing, like Alexa's free. You don't even have to pay for it. So it kind of like gets you into the ecosystem. Um, like I talked to like one of my friends, like Zach and like he's a big VR enthusiast and um, he kind of says the same thing. It's like if they could just find a way to lower the barrier of entry to like what the consoles are um, and they incentivize it with like the games, <clears throat> Game Pass, um, you could possibly get it where you could get a community of people to like actually like give VR a shot. And I think like Squadrons is a good example of that. They just need high tier games that are first person or big name brands making these VR games. I would, I would argue that uh, that high barrier to entry too also affects from a development standpoint. Cause if I'm a developer from the business side, I'm looking at it as well. All, if only a small number of people have a headset, why would yeah. I waste my time building this game and wasting yeah. money? when I can only yeah. sell it to a few thousand versus a few million, you know? Million, yeah, right. Exactly. Right. yeah, that's the that's the big thing. It's like, Oops, sorry. We, you gotta, like what they need to do is like, we need to step away from the idea that we need to make exclusive VR games and we need to readjust it to, let's look at a lot of the games that exist now that are first person. Which of these games can we add a VR functionality mode to onto it? So kind of like how the, um, describe it. this is a horrible example, but uh, like the Kinect, God bless its soul, um, kind of like, let's move away from like the whole thing where it's like it has to be exclusive to this in order to, for it to like for you to play the game and instead let's make it where this functionality is available to you if you own this because then what you're going to have is people who buy the game just because you'll have developers who are like oh well if you don't have a vr set you'll still you can still play my game so you know you'll still get that audience and then the people who already have vr headsets that's now another incentive for them to want to buy your game because now they can use their headsets so now you're bringing a whole new community that wants to buy your game and then on top of that then the people who just buy the base game will be like oh i didn't know there was a vr like version oh, like set of this like what does this look like they google it they check it out like hey i really love this game maybe i would love to play it again in vr then they might you know be pushed into buying a vr headset so it's like it, it works they all work together to like push both products so so basically they just need to rethink how oh they're selling VR, the, yeah. yeah yeah how to basically get it to to more households exactly yeah gotcha. they just got to readjust it they got to stop this mindset where we need to make like they need to stop the, the playstation idea that we need to make these exclusive vr games like we need to make an iron man vr we need to make a batman vr we need to or it's just the whole selling point is it's a vr game only they need to look at it and said let's look at all of our like high like our big games that are we're working on right now which of these games do you feel like would work good with vr and can we add that functionality to the game currently that's what they i feel like they need to adjust to if they do that i feel like vr kind of what you said tbh i feel like it'll break that plateau is that right now and it can like mm -hmm. people will then be like hey i'll give it a shot i'll give playstation vr a shot because i say playstation vr's uh barrier of entry is way more forgiving than like what you had the hot the vive was it the vive hcc vive yeah yeah the index like those are more like enthusiast stuff but i think the vive is i mean i'm sorry the playstation vr someone can look at it what is it like 200 250 400 i was just about to say i think if if vr is going to go mainstream is going to be from the ps5 with that extra hardware power yeah. under the ps5 it and then it's cheaper to get a headset from console i think consoles actually would help me go mainstream. yeah it's uh 
like three because PC, you need like a right. good two thousand dollar PC plus the eight hundred dollar headset. Like I think console would probably be more. Realistic. But I then again, then I'd argue at that point for PC, it's like if you already have a two thousand dollar PC, you buying a VR headset is not going to be. You, you get what I mean? Like that that's not going to be far fetched for you because it's like You're all right. that's that's maybe 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 who wear Jordans and ride the bus. That's the well, well, yeah, but but you know like. If you're an enthusiast, right? Like, let's let's be honest. Like, you buying a two thousand dollar PC like us? Like, you're an enthusiast. You're not you're not some lightweight, right? You're not like some like light kid. Like, I'm just gonna buy a game PC. Like, if in my opinion, if you spend over, if you're close to two thousand dollars or more spending it on a gaming PC, in my mind, you're an enthusiast, like through and through. Like, you're spending top tier buck for like a top tier computer. Yeah, like compared to like a guy who's like, I'm just gonna buy this eight hundred dollar gaming PC or you know or something that I can just get into gaming PC. Like. We're like we're on hold. I, I guess it's like that whole thing we talked about yesterday, right? Like we have to remove ourselves from our like what we see because like we're all like enthusiasts. I would argue like everybody in GI for the most part, except for Chaos because you know he he he's struggling. But uh, like we're all like enthusiast level of like our our like gaming rigs and like everything else and like the scale of that compared to like a regular consumer like someone who's in gi discord who's like hey i want to get into gaming pc can you guys give me like a, a budget of like a thousand like i wouldn't say like those people are but like enthusiasts they're like i'm like trying to dip my my what is it my toes into the gaming pc they're not going to be the ones that vr like they're not going to be the ones that are going to go out and get a vive but like you tbh like you you're you're the case in point of that right like you went out and bought a vive like i'm just like what i'm just gonna get this right like you could do that because you're an enthusiast right like I could do that because I like I'm enthusiast. Like me thinking about oh I just want to buy an index. Just call them poor Ethos, Jesus. I know pretty, pretty, pretty much. That's pretty much. He's being nice about it today. He's being nice about it. That's reserved for the live stream because that's a, a curve monitor. Space. That's a safe space that everyone understands that it's jokes. But you know, certain people listen to this and they don't understand it and they think we're talking like oh we're gonna get tweeted <laughs> this you <laughs> calling people poor so I'm, <laughs> just, just, I, just I, remember I, I, when we're talking about two thousand dollar pcs if it's uh, if it upsets you that you can't afford it and we're having these conversations you need to ask yourself it's a luxury why item. are you not upset that yeah. you can't afford it that's the it's bigger a luxury question. item like having a gaming pc is a luxury item right like having it a is. place is like a luxury item it's not like a a necessity it's not something that you have to have like the, this is what we were talking about last time right tbh the whole idea that like if you're complaining about a game going to seventy dollars, like, yeah, like gaming is not a poor man's hobby. Like, yeah, sorry. gaming is not for the poor. Like, I'm sorry, it's just not. So if you're complaining about a ten dollar increase of games, like the game price, it's like, I hate to tell you, bro, like it might be. Broke, but that, but with that that whole argument kind of goes back to what I said. It's plenty of niggas riding the bus that wear Jordans. There are yeah. plenty of niggas that have a PS4 that cost $400 and they had to scrape in. They honestly, they shouldn't even own the PS4. They need to get their life together, but they yeah, scrape their money to get priorities is fucked up. That's a that whole different true. conversation. So it's like, it's hard to tell on that. That is true. But before y'all kill them in the comment section, it's Half-Life Alex. You kept saying Alexa. I was I like, what the hell is that? Did I, Alexa? Did I really? Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's, it's all sorry. good. Look, I barely had sleep. I woke up and immediately got on to get to this podcast. But, but yes, this game does look amazing. So I, I would have to agree with Alex? you all. Yeah, Alex looks, it, it looks really dope. Like for a VR, for a VR game, like it doesn't, like it looks like a totally different experience. I'm not going to lie. I watched think. the reviews and I contemplated <laughs> plugging my vibe in. Yeah, I, I, I dead ass, like when I watched a review, I watched three reviews of this game because I, I didn't even know it was coming out. It came out of like nowhere. And and like, I just saw like three different people talking about like, oh my God, this game might be a 10 out of 10. And I was like, what? And then I like went through because I thought it was gonna be some simple game, like some tech demo. People were like, yo, like this game looks insane. Like it's really good. It runs great. Uh, it has a good story. Uh, the gameplay is actually really fire. Like it's really dynamic. Like you can grab like, like pieces of equipment. You can chuck them at people and all that stuff. It's like really like in depth. 
I'm immediately like, I actually went to the Google index and I was like, how much does this index cost? Like I actually thought about buying it. So, I mean, yeah. Just for I one mean, game, that's crazy. Yeah, that must, that it, must mean that it, you it thought like, it looked really good. Well, from what I watched, um, Daniel Dwyer, I watched his, like, I watched, like, five. Wait, you keep saying index. What is that, a headset? It's, it's a, a Valve. It's a Valve VR. head of VR. It's a whole new Google VR. This. I didn't even like, know this. Index just go to uh, Steam, open your Steam, search index. Oh, so so that's, that's, they be, that's why yeah, they I don't be, be on Steam like that no more. Yeah, yeah exactly. We won't be playing Steam games like that anymore. Oh, but, uh, and, and like, okay, apparently, it. I'm looking like, at it. It's the best VR headset people argue. Like, I didn't heard. know this was a thing. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, they were it, quiet it about it. Out. It sold out like multiple times. The, lower, like, the barrier to injury is a little bit lower. It's only 500 for this one. Yeah, yeah, but you know, you need the other things. You know, you know, you know well, that's it, your headset. If you're that's looking at a Valve Index headset, like you said, you probably already have a PC. Exactly. You it, technically it's 750 because you need that. You need the controllers. That's like so a broke nigga going to the fucking yeah. Bentley lot. Like, bro, what are you doing? Here? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah, like it just looks so fluid. Like I'm looking at like some longer gameplay. Yeah, like it, it does look amazing. It's not. It, it doesn't look out. cheesy. They said eight weeks until the next year. Yeah, you ain't you ain't. Yeah, it's gonna be a while. That's how good that hardware is. That like, just to prove the point that like, I don't think it's plateaued. I don't think the interest is gone. Like, this is on back order. People really want this thing. So I don't it's, think it it's might like, be a slow drip. Then it's a slow drip. Yeah, I, yeah. I just think it's just what we need is right now, and I feel like that's it. When next gen comes out, when we're in this next gen phase, like, I think um, Valve is doing is smart. Like they pushed this right right at the end. This came out this year. I th- I'd argue it could definitely be a game of the year contender. I think a lot of people just it's just the market of people who've played it is so small, so it's hard for the greater gaming community to uh, talk about it because the barrier of inter- entry is very small. Only a select few like rich people, quote unquote, have been able to experience the game. So you know it's going to be hard for you know people to make that argument of like, oh, it's game of the year. So. But no, we went on, we went on a whole different tangent. <laughs> oh, yeah, bar like, words, but, but but go ahead, uh, GB, love it. Yeah, so I think it's kind of crazy too when it comes down to it because you think that because Xbox is saying the most powerful console, you think they would have hopped on the VR wave because yeah. when when the after the week came out, they were the first person to hop on that Connect wave. They saw that flop, but you think they would pick back up with VR. But PlayStation was just like, you know what, we'll take up that, and Xbox is still like on the back burner. They're like, no. But Alex came out of nowhere, and you can see how many people literally went out of their way to go straight to Steam, spend like VR headset, yeah. spend like a headset and like a snap. So clearly, you can make you can make a hardware seller games. You just have to be, you just have to take that risk. You gotta have that killer app. And I mean, if there's one person who would be like, "Yo, we can do it," it's Valve. They're the mm. ones who do. It. And what, what what does it take? The Half Life name. Just put that there actually make a really good game and people like kind of the point people will flock to the hardware people will buy the hardware if half-life 3 was vr i think people would buy it oh absolutely i agree with jg on that point uh, yeah if they said half-life 3 index psh, let me tell you boy my bank account I'm gonna take it it's not That's even not a question I, I might i might even run out that's crazy when did this index come out i never heard of this shit it came out the same time that alice came out yeah alice. Oh, okay, okay so that's why it's new okay. valve, valve literally like their marketing was, it was oh, they like have a, a kit market. for it too you can get the yeah, game it was for a thousand kit. With it. It, okay the thing is they made it smart and they made it simple of like what you need to buy to play it they weren't like all this complicated extra all oh, these three different versions of their live. Yeah, look, mm. I don't say, I would say, yeah, like everyone, like uh, me and my roommate, we were talking about this. Like he sold his vibe and he was like, yo, I'm really gonna get this index because 
Um, people saw the gameplay of Alex and was like, yo, this looks really good. The reviews came out. People were giving it nines, tens. Like, I think if you check Metacritic, like- So you say your roommate has a has a, has an index. He doesn't because because it's on back order, but he's like, the uh, moment it comes out back order, he was like, yo, like- Definitely he, ask him when he, he gets it. Does yeah, he get like motion sickness from it? Does he feel like it's a, it's better than the vibe? Well, that's, see, that's the thing. Like a lot of people that I've ta- I've like seen talk about this, this index, like just go on YouTube, like spend an hour, just look at different people talking about this the index. People say it solves like almost all the issues they had with the previous versions of of of, uh, of uh, VR. Hmm. I'm definitely gonna do some research on this later. I'm gonna watch some YouTube videos. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. and to what GB was saying, like Microsoft, I, I'm actually surprised too. Uh, I remember when they used... a 93 on Metacritic right now. That's pretty, that's pretty crazy. 1. It has a 9.1 user score. Like this when is definitely. They, um, it's ridiculous. You remember, remember when they talked about the Hololens? Like that wasn't yeah. that wasn't focused on video games though. That was focused on like more AR type of stuff, like uh, like hospitals oh, and stuff. Yeah, right. so like they yeah they like went totally away from that. So I, I'm I'm actually still surprised they didn't you know try to hop back into the the video game uh, VR uh, spectrum. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um. You know, it's funny. Uh, speaking of, speaking of Steam, let's talk about their competition, Epic Games. Uh, they re- their their official Twitter recently announced that they are rolling out achievements for their game. Certain games already have uh, achievements, and then they'll be implementing it into other games. And adjustments will be made based on feedback. Uh, and I thought this was interesting because I was like, I, I had the epiphany. I was like, are, are achievements even relevant still? Like, do y'all care about this? To the hate community, it is. Alright, next topic, dog. Don't do this. <laughs> oh These God. niggas are gonna threaten to shoot me again. Oh my God! Oh my God! To losers, it matters. And I was talking, I'm not talking about the hate community. I'm just talking about just anybody who really cares and and considers that you know because you platinum a game that that you're you know validated that you got the stamp as a gamer. That's loser shit, bro. We are grown men. I cared about achievements when I was like 18 on Xbox, JJ, JJ, but it's still didn't mean anything yeah, bro yeah yeah that was a different time who cares about this stuff i don't even like i don't even play games on hard anymore like i used to but like that was back when i cared about numbers like come on now nobody cares about this stuff for team is a cool yeah they pop up sure but it's only a certain amount of people that care and, and they should be ashamed that they even care that's, that's crazy my notifications off whole time i'm not gonna lie that's right. a, that's perfect. Yeah. That's actually perfect. That's a perfect way to play. They delay it anyway, too. Like when you're playing on Xbox, like I remember it got annoying because you'll be halfway through a mission and you'll get an achievement that you got like two levels ago. So you were like, so right. They're like, yeah, they delay the fuck out of this shit. Sometimes, like I remember one time, but an achievement popped up when I was playing Xbox 360. It crashed my whole damn game. Oh yeah, I, you got to turn the notifications off, and that's the only way you can play it. Like I, I stopped caring about achievements like after high school. After I got a freshman year of high school, I was like, nah. That's crazy, man. Why does it matter? <laughs> hey, man, somebody got to say. I don't understand. It doesn't. I was saying, like, it's crazy. It like, like, what? Jay, Jay I said that we haven't. arguing was like, did you beat the game? I thought that was all you had to do was just beat the game. Now, what? You need a platinum before you could talk about games? What the hell? But did you beat the game by doing. You remember that achievement in Assassin's Creed 2 where you had to sweep five enemies with the axe or whatever? But did you do that? Yeah. Like, that shit was so hard. And, like, I think back and I was like, why did I waste my time in high school? Why was time doing that? Yeah. <laughs> The only game I cared about back in the day was the original Modern Warfare in uh in getting all the achievements for that. Yeah. yeah. The mental training to get like, Yeah, if you like gears maybe, yeah. like gears too. Yeah. Like maybe you want a challenge or something like that. Like that's totally fine for like people who like challenges or like 
specific like cool things they want to do that's totally fine but like i feel like the loser shit comes in when you try to use that to like hold that over someone's head now i'm totally fine for you talking about like well i beat dark souls well, you guys are trash on and i you know i totally understand that because you know you you a god if you beat sekiro but you know um other than that like i don't understand this whole like you got to beat a specific like achievements or something like that i, I just i don't i think it's I, honestly, you, i'd actually you, argue you're more of a loser if you have like 10 platinum whatever it is like i'm like you have you have no life if all you're doing is really completing stupid ass little like things that the developers thought would be cool for you to do just so you can get a a, a, a little virtual like icon to say that like oh congratulations you you spent like a reasonable amount of time doing a bunch of stupid shit to get like You're not trying to platinum ghost of shaman like that one before hours like i've like i've platinum certain games like certain games like it was just like i feel like that's just a sign of like i really love this game and i wanted to yeah. do everything in this game but like there's sometimes I agree with TBH, there's some of them where like you look at some of their achievements and you're like, this is some stupid shit. I, I remember one I was trying to I was going through it. I was like, hey, I really I think it was like more Shadow Mordor. And I was going through the achievement list. I was like, I was like, oh, I'm like, I see it as if I beat the game or whatever it is, and I'm at like 75% completion of the achievements, I'll be like, ah, fuck it. I got time. I'll see if I can get, finish the rest of them. But if it's just like you go into a game and you're like online looking at like trophies, uh, list of trophies, and you're writing notes of how you got to do it. And where you gotta, it's like, one thing like, if it happens. It's another thing if you yeah. plan your day, your week, your month yeah, around trying to get plat. That's a little weird. Yeah, like. That's some hella, like weirdo shit. So yeah, that's not for me, bro. It I mean, before that's you go for it bro more power to you i'm not gonna tell you what you can and can't do i'm not one of them people but, but just don't be coming at other people saying they're like they're not they're not a true gamer or they didn't really like the game if they didn't platinum and that's dumb it's yeah, statistically proven the average gamer nowadays is 34 years old or older and it's like people got families and things to do niggas have mortgages and shit and uh it's like we just don't have time to sit and you know yeah. platinum everything some people just want to have an escape for a few hours with that they have and, and have a good time it's not that deep Again, I wish I had the time to do this stuff now. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you talking about like uh, that's my platinum um, taking care of my kid. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. That's my biggest achievement, my greatest achievement right there. You talking about like masochism when it comes to like Dark Souls and Sekiro? The types of mental strains that people put on themselves trying to veteran like old Call of Duty games oh and like Halo just to prove a point. That you're they're better than you at a campaign? Come on. <laughs> a campaign? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I did that stuff though. I didn't brag about it, but like I, I did that stuff. I was trying. You yo. did that I shit when we were in our twenties, dog. Exactly. Yeah, we were young. It's, it's crazy, oh, Loki. Like the conversations yeah. we had before fucking recording, like we talking about getting money and elevating the culture. We over here talking about getting M's and niggas is on the internet still threatening to kill each other over trophies. That shit is kind of wild, bro. Like, like niggas got kids, they got mortgages, and y'all threatening to kill each other over trophies, and you're not like, a real game. Imagine like, at 31, I'm bragging about trophies. Like that's silly, though. Know? Talking about M's over here, anyways. <laughs> What's <laughs> um, it? But I thought that was just interesting. Uh, I was like, damn! I was like, they're rolling out achievements. Does anybody even care about that anymore? Uh, like, that's cool. You remember? Um, I think we talked about this too when Sony was talking about like they'll like give you gifts and stuff if you like get a certain amount of trophies. I thought that that was cool, like rewarding people, like to give you an actual incentive to do it. But I don't know what happened to that program because like I literally heard nothing about it since like we first saw the news. I don't even know if they're still doing it or not. Um, 
just bragging rights and that's literally it yeah but that's but that's all it is it really is just bragging rights trophies and microsoft points will never become relevant to me again unless they incentivize where like microsoft points you can spend them in the store to buy games or something like that yeah, even if that. even if it's a lot like twenty thousand equals ten dollars i don't care like it, it's something i know i'm working towards something Listen, um but if they don't I do would, that i don't care i could buy a 60 dollar game for real i'm not even gonna lie yeah, y'all can have my Microsoft points. Um, but uh, I need, I need, I need not I need Ethos to put on this game developer hat for me on this next topic. So PlayStation Five will have an activities feature that starts individual game features. Um, let's see. Blah, 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 blah. So even though it'd be fairly fast to boot games, we don't want to have the players to, uh, have to boot the game, see what's up, boot the game, and then see what's up. Multiplayer game servers will provide the console with a set of. Huh? And that's I, I, I need an explanation. What the fuck does this mean in terms of like the PlayStation Five? Um, what does just, boot the game up, see what's up. Boot the game, see what's. What does that mean? Single player games will provide information like what missions you can do and what rewards you might receive for completing them without booting up the game. Like that's an example, and like that's why I was gonna ask. I was like, so I guess you can load certain features in the game without actually loading the game up. I was going to ask you, like, as a game developer, how do you see people using this? Because this sounds stupid as fuck. Because I'm not going to lie. The, the entire time they bragged about their SSD. And I'm like, isn't the entire point of the SSD to just boot it up faster? Play the game faster? Yeah. yeah and what? now you're telling me I don't got to boot it. Like, what do we do? What? I, it just sounds stupid. How would you use this? Playing, like, part of the like segment of, like, a demo? Like, is this, like, a demo? It sounds like a demo. Is this, like, a play a part of the game to see if you like the activity? No, apparently, I guess if you have a game installed, one of the ways they say you can use it is, oh, you haven't completed missions X, Y, and Z. You'll see that on the dashboard instead of booting the game up. It partially loads the game, I guess. Information like what missions you can do in Mercy. All those choices will be visible in the UI as a player, you just jump into it. This is confusing. Wait, wow. Yeah, like, the, the way that they're stupid explaining the it, I'm confused. Mike Cerny, bro, what the hell? What? what is, Oh, I'm a, hold on, I'm a, hold on. I'm gonna like speed read this like, <laughs> um, this like interview. I, I don't understand what this man is talking about. I'm just trying to figure out what they're gonna use this for. Why would this be valuable? Okay, like this sounds like similar to the thing with the the PS4 does, where it's like you can decide. Okay, is this like? This sounds like it's like a more like fine tuning of like you know how you could die, uh, buy a game on ps4 and you could be like download the multiplayer first before the single player mm. like, maybe that's like this system but it's like you can specifically target specific things in the game that you'd want downloaded first to play so i guess like maybe if it's like a multiplayer shooter you'd be like okay well i want to play like tdm first so maybe it could like bare bones install just like just the stuff so that you could play tdm and then you'd be able to play it like offer it while so what's the, but what would be the usefulness of that because let's say you download tdm and you hop on the game now the rest of the game is going to take fucking eight hours to install because you're playing the game i mean like when you could just download it in 30 minutes we don't, we don't unless know what you live means. in the midwest then it's going like, to take yeah, six we, hours we, we just don't know the specs right like we don't know if like they're actually like finding a way to improve like the network downloading system um one of the things that about the new tech that i think is very interesting is with the new architecture, specifically with Microsoft, I know that this is one of their big selling points, is that hopefully what happens in the new generation is like we have better compression um, algorithms working with like our data. So the idea is that like the problem right now, so the, the big problem with like Modern Warfare and a lot of other games right now is that like they're massive. Uh, if you guys remember, do you remember when Titanfall 1 came out? Do you remember how the, uh, the sound files were like 50 gigs? And that's why uh, the game was like- I unfortunately yeah. remember them. Yeah, because yeah, they were uncompressed. 
yeah, because yeah, they were uncompressed. It's like that that thing. So it's like this could be the idea of like in the beginning, what's happening is like these next generation of consoles is they're finding better compression methods so that in theory, the, honestly, like that's one of the things that I feel like no one is talking about with the next gen that I feel like I'm hoping this is like what they're talking about is that um, they're finding better ways of being more efficient with how you compress data and how you compress files so that now like games aren't going to be 100 gigs to download like these next gen games like maybe now they'll end up being 20 gigs they'll now end up being like five gigs or 10 gigs because they have better ways of like comp like compressing that data so that they can transfer it over the internet way faster than like right now because right now the current like infrastructure doesn't like they can't they can't handle 8k, 8K textures and and all these advanced like uh, graphical things that are now in the games they can't like push them through from a data standpoint at like a smaller compression rate so I'm hoping like with this new hardware, like that's maybe what this is achieving that like we can get these smaller bits of games like pushed through faster so then we don't like have to worry about with videos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, well, like, I don't know how to describe, ah, man, this, this is totally Most tough, people but... actually listening probably don't know what handbrake is. Never mind. Well, yeah, well, it's not even that. It's just like, like, uh, it's hard because like this is all theory. We, we, we need to like, we won't know until literally these consoles come out. We can actually like see like how long it takes. Cause like, what, um, I don't know like, what I'm kind of getting the, out of this. Like, just, just imagine, um, like Ghost of Machine, for example. Like, I, I feel like that loading time is ridiculous. Oh, that was something we forgot about last week. That loading time is ridiculous. Yeah, what I, I, I feel like what he's trying to explain, what Sony is trying to explain, like, before you even click in the game, like, maybe you'll see like the map or something or your journal um in that game and it'll show you like all the mission that you have to do and the rewards maybe something like that maybe it's giving you like a glimpse of like a menu or something in the game itself before you even load it up according to the report the feature will let you load individual game modes like skipping straight to the race in wrc9 and bypassing the menus entirely so just so just jumping straight into it without having to load up the full game, go to the main menu and yeah. then choose whatever you why want. Why would I want to do that? Why would I want to do that all with no context? Well, um, there was a patent that PlayStation Sony had put out where there's like an instant demo feature where it'd be like you could be on the store and you'd see a game that you'd be like, oh, I'm interested in like seeing if this game's worth it. And you'd hit a button. It would like immediately throw you into the game where you could test it out. That could be what this is also related to. Where like it mm. takes a, like, a chunk out of the game and you play it like an instant demo yeah like an instant demo exactly that could be that could be part of this like this is obviously something more like this seems like a more advanced version of what the whole like download single player or multiplayer first like maybe this is more like i want to play tdm right away and like because it's way smaller like somehow the devs are able to like developers are able to like um segment their game perfectly so it knows like what's the minimum amount of like stuff needed in order for this to run properly um, and then you can do it and you could play the games much faster. Like this could be a solution for the whole like games are massive or something. Like that. I don't know. Yeah, it, it could be it could be a space thing, but it could also be just like, say, you know, if any of us are trying to play a multiplayer game and, and, and you know, we're waiting on someone to load their game, maybe they can just hop straight into it. Like, hey, we're we're in the lobby. We're in the TDM lobby right now. Yeah, just, just, boot it, just boot it up and, and they just click on TDM and then you're automatically in the party. And you're ready to play. Right. And you're ready to play. Yeah, that could be what this is. Again, like this is very vague. I Which don't know. might be a game changer if this is true. If, if we're if we're like gathering what he's saying correctly, yeah. Okay. Like imagine like you you the new two K comes out right, and you guys just want to go to the park, and you can just click it, and you'll immediately be in the park. Oh like, my god! All that yeah, loading screens were too long, so yeah, that actually would be fire. But so, like, I mean, maybe like when you boot up games now, like that could be what this is. Like instead of you like so for Call of Duty, right? Instead of you having to boot up Call of Duty, right? 
boot up, click multiplayer, wait for that to log you in, get into multiplayer, group up, then pick a game mode, then like that, right? Like immediately it's like, okay, I wanna play Warzone. I click it and then boom, I'm already on the Warzone, like main menu, ready to go. Like I'm ready to just, or like you just click it and you're immediately like queued up and then you just boom and you're getting ready to jump out. Like it could be something like that. I don't know what uh, the problem of the PlayStation 4's party system too. Yeah. Cause like that, when somebody invites you to the game, if you don't click on it in time, you gotta go to the main menu to accept yeah. an invite. So hopefully, all that shit. Yeah, hopefully they can get that right. That could yeah. be what this is, maybe. Yeah, it'll we'll be see. interesting. It's all a bunch of skeptics, uh, skepticism. They just need yeah. to go ahead and announce the price and shit, especially because these things are literally supposed to come out in this fall. We're in fucking August, and where's the price point for the Xbox and the PlayStation? Where are the pre-orders at? Like, what's going on? said in like November or not November. They said uh September. Apparently, that was like basically going to be it. They were miles away. Yeah, and fucking, there's no pre-order. We don't know what the price is. And then PlayStation said they're doubling down. They're going to have more units. So why are you hiding it? Well, this is the Alamo. You know, they both point guns at each other. Like, yo, go for it. No, you go for it. Like, the, the, oh, that's they, what it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like whoever whoever goes first, basically, like you set the stage of like how people react to you. So, like, if like it was just like the Xbox One thing, right? Like, they came out on stage, they said the DRM thing, and then everyone was like, "What the hell?" And so then Sony quickly last minute was like, "Oh, oh, oh get rid of that thing. Hide it. Hide it. Hide it. We're gonna not say that. We're not gonna do that." So they like they had that little like oh initial reaction and they could like modify something so if xbox comes out and their price comes out and the price is like let's say too damn high and people are like what the fuck and microsoft and sony was gonna be like fuck we were gonna do that price sprint range too all right reduce it let's take the l they'll do it right like that, that's how the yeah. playstation 3 took an l because remember yeah that's how that's how PlayStation 3, yeah that's exactly why ps3 took a massive l because that remember that price came up it was like what the fuck and then microsoft was like oh hundred <laughs> like yeah hmm. Well, they take it too long. I'm, I'm waiting on somebody to strike first. Yeah. Hey, who cares about that? Go get a Nintendo Switch. I'm just waiting because I'm trying to pre-order. <laughs> I'm trying to make sure I get a PS5. I want to be able to pre-order it. And it's fucking annoying. Um, speaking of Warzone, though, the new Call of Duty. Um, there's a new leaks. The Call of Duty leaks are out. The latest leak is Call of Duty. The next one we call Call of Duty Cold War. Cold War. And the reason this is somebody found like a leaked bag of Doritos that's coming for an upcoming bag. <laughs> and it's a Cold War. Cold War unlocked two times XP. Also a data miner. Uh, I guess there was an internal alpha at the, the Microsoft store. I don't know why, but a data miner went into it and found words like Black Sea, KBG, Miami, Moscow. Armada, Prisoner, Revolution, Nicaragua, and and Nam. That's uh, man. Sounds a little bit. Yeah. Um. So like, what what's this doing for anybody? Call of Duty Cold War. Like, let's pretend like this is real. This is all. Take it all with a grain of salt, though. Man, I'm a Black Ops fiend, bro. So you know, like, I gotta give it a shot at least. Like, it, they said there's a campaign in this one. So if I see my nigga Woods, I see my nigga Mason. You know, and there it's during the Cold War, and that was like a really cold like that was a really dope period of time in the black ops series man oh i thought you were about to tell you like <laughs> i thought you were about to say it like, was a really like, dope time in history what like the break nah, I, like, <laughs> I, mean, I didn't know that was not a like, fun time, time. <laughs> every day you woke up and you, you could have died yeah like that wasn't a sputnik <laughs> in the communist yeah, um, listen i if it doesn't have a mission about the bay of pigs in america taking an l i don't want to i don't want to play it we but gotta storm the beaches of Cuba and, uh, Cuba and get one? wrecked. Yeah, Wasn't the Bay of Pigs in Black Ops One? I yeah. thought. Yeah, they Black referenced Black like, Ops Yeah, Black. I think it was the first mission, right? You were trying to escape Cuba because they were like, "Oh, we fucked up." It was <laughs> like, a reference. I mean, actually going yeah. there and trying to oh, take like, it over. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't think it was like an actual mission of that. Um, that, that would be I, funny. 
Yeah, I just hope like if they if they honestly all they'd have to do for me is like they show a campaign mission and then like your Mason or like the first nigga you see is your nigga Woods. Like if I see my nigga Woods, like I'm gonna right there be like, yo, I gotta yo, play this. Pause, man. Yeah. You, you gotta understand. You the first thing I see is my nigga Woods. We're not gonna slide. Hold that's hold what you just said. Hold 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 like, that's like it's like the Garris. Like that's the Garris of Black like, That's your boy, bro. Like that man went hell and back to get you out of vietnam like no, i know who you're talking about the character it just sounded the way the way you were you were hey, it, it hey, sounded hey, funny hey, 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 you want to see your nigga wood? <laughs> hey yo pause yeah you gotta say pause oh, after that no, we ain't got no problem bro with people who you know that are dope like they're dope so i mean i ain't got no problem with, with seeing my boy woods again you know <laughs> I'm just saying, ain't nobody been hidden like my boy Woods and like I'm just Mason. Just being amateur. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just saying, Mason. like they ain't been characters that have been that dope in like Call of Duty in a minute. Like I, I can't remember any memorable characters like Woods and. No, Mason. I agree. That was like the last great story oh. Black Ops Two. Yeah, like and then the way they did him in Black Ops Four was really dirty. They made this man a simulation. Like, I was like, damn, bro, that ain't the same. So, but, mm. I mean, bring it back. Play Woods. Play Mason. Just like one time for the one time with the old school shit. Put my boy Hudson back in it. You know, uh, I'm there. I'm, you, that's all you need. I'm, I'm at least try the campaign. Multiplayer wise, it's probably gonna play like Modern Warfare. I mean, that could go either way. We'll see what happens. You know, eh. it yeah. could be good. It could be bad. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it might be a little bit hard to bring back Mason Woods and Mason because of Black Ops Two story. Because remember, there's like not that there's not that like big of a time difference from when. Oh Mason right, because they that is one. during the Cold War period. Yeah. Isn't it? So uh, if they're gonna do if they're gonna do anything, maybe they'll put like Woods in the game when he's like in the wheelchair and stuff like that, and he's feeding you missions. But when it comes down to it, like Hudson, Hudson and Mason are like out of the picture because yeah, Mason went into hiding, and Woods is the only person out of the, out of the trio who's actually who's actually out doing stuff. Ah, yeah. oh, damn you! I'll you're say right. this much because they're going back in the past. Like, don't make the game like super realistic, so it gives them wiggle room to create some creative kill streaks and weapons and shit. Because yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, Cold War, like the M16. It was like what the best weapons uh make it some uh, spy shit make it some spy thriller shit i like make it really different i feel like you have cold war that gives you a lot of opportunities to really like try something like because you gotta remember the whole the whole thing about the cold war was that <clears throat> uh historic like technically speaking no one fired a bullet in the cold war like there was no actual like yeah quote-unquote conflict of like both russia and u.s like on a battlefield trying to murder each other it, it was never like it was all like it was all espionage it was all low-key spy craft shit and like that was one of the reasons really kind of the shit we're in with China right now. Kind, yeah, kind of like that, like but, worse. Uh, yeah, but with nukes and you know you could die at any moment. But like that, like this, that's kind of like that cool thing where I feel like your setting gives you a lot of unique opportunities to try some really like you can really do some out of the box shit that doesn't have to be historically accurate because a lot of stuff is hush hush. What of like like whispers of what happened? So I feel like you could you you could create some really cool scenarios. I think that was a cool thing about Black Ops 2's uh, flashbacks was it was because it was in that era. There's a lot of these smaller skirmishes like in Africa and whatever it was where you're like, was it proxy battles that were happening? But it was low key. The people behind it was like the U.S. and and Russia. So or the U was it the USSR? So yeah, I think it was pretty cool. When it comes down to it, too, like Call of Duty's been hinting heavily with like the past couple of games with their stealth system. Yeah, with World War Two and uh, Modern Warfare, they've been they've been putting in like a lot more stealth missions, stealth. Or, and, and like uh, and then the 
the sight icon on the game. Mm -hmm. So they do with uh, Cold War, like these covert op type missions be are going to be even better because like if you go back, if you like, if you if you're a history buff and you go back into like the Cold War of the 70s and then before it, before it ended in the 80s, then there's a lot of like there's really a lot cool. of like Cold War stuff that almost made it a hot war. And yeah, the final mission could end since like it kind of ended eight late eighties nineties. The final mission could be, uh, you get to reenact Rocky Four where you get to take on the Russian. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and you get to box them up. That shit would be fire. The end. Call the duty. Mean, Cold it, like some of the most like memorable missions ever. And like like think Modern Warfare Four. One of the most memorable was the Ghillie suit mission, right? Like, it was right. like the health mission. So I feel like if they made a whole game that was really like, imagines like a whole, like, granted, I doubt this will happen because again, you know how Call of Duty players are. They only want the boom explosion, Michael Bay shit. But if they made a more low key campaign, which was like more like a, dis, like not dishonor, a more like stealth based, like Sam Fisher level, like type of thing, where it's gonna be more like low key when like killing people. I think that low key could be lit. That could be really lit, so. But they're not gonna do that. It's Call of Duty. What are you talking about? They, well, I, well, you gotta admit, everybody's favorite mission in Modern Warfare is like when you have to go to that dude's mansion. Like that's everyone's yeah. favorite mission because you're going in quiet and like if you get caught, you have to restart. You have to restart that mission. Start, yeah, and do a couple of those old school breach things where you have to breach through like all silently and stuff. Yeah. I mean, could be, could be some heat. Could be some heat. But I don't trust Treyarch. They're gonna fuck it up somehow. So yeah. whatever. I do notice the trend of like they're like you know what we've gone too far in the future. They probably just let's ran out of ideas. Yeah. Let's go back because we know that since you know they went back with Modern Warfare, why not just go back to original Black Ops? You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, pretty much. Interesting theories by you all. Well, um, we know we know what I mean. What I'm most surprised about is we haven't heard any official news, and we are in August. Oh, if bad. this is supposed to come out in October, they are being very, very hush hush. Yo, time is really flying. Like it's it's actually hitting me. Like this it's the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, I have no. Yeah, everything on delay. Yeah. Everything's been delayed. That's probably why they haven't shown anything yet. That's actually a very good point. That's that's great, though, but, it's, but it's still Activision. Those like when what do they not get excited about Call of Duty? It's really all that they have now. To be fair, you know we heard all those those um rumors and those uh statements about like Sledgehammer. Remember Sledgehammer was supposed to work on this, and they somehow they fucked it up and then Treyarch had to step in to fix it so or like the, whatever whatever Sledgehammer was working on apparently like Activision was like yo this shit is garbage bruh yo Treyarch come in here and show them how to make a game so apparently I think what it is was it was that delay like this was before coronavirus showed up like this news article like rumor came out so I think it was just simply that's why it's been taking so long like low honestly what i think they should do and this is real they should do what ubisoft did i think modern warfare right now is in a really good place like i think the game this is like one of the few cods i've ever seen where over time it got better not worse so i feel like they should just keep honestly modern warfare is in a good spot right now there's no reason that you should even like need to take that player base and force them to a new game i say if you have to like show black ops don't even drop it until 2021 like don't even drop it this year wait till next year to drop it give them more time to work on the game and then literally just keep pushing these updates for um call of duty modern warfare because they've said they've said they've made more money off the battle pass system than they have with the old loot box system so i mean why you know keep that momentum going why need a whole brand new game jump half your people and then on top of that the other thing is warzone like warzone's all this whole weird entity that supposedly like um persist past like the numbered call of duties because it's a whole separate game 
So it's like, how do you, how does that even work? How do you weave that into like, if Cold War goes back, how do you even like, how does that even work? You, you know what I mean? So I mean, delay yeah. it. You're taking I mean, so I, long to show this game, delay it, bro. I 100% agree. Like this should be the first year that there will be no new Call of Duty. Yeah. I, I would be perfectly fine with that. And I think a lot of other Call of Duty fans will as well. Cause like Etho said, Warzone is actually doing amazing. They're about to go into the next season. So uh so and they're going to continue that obviously so um I, I feel like you would be alienating your player base if you just you know just drop this out of nowhere and it still comes out in october because you because are you going to make a br for this too like i don't yeah like i don't i don't yeah i don't even know how that's how that would work in the in the ecosystem so because warzone that's its own entity right that's its yeah own. i mean it's free yeah. it's not it's technically not even tied to you know the campaign even though like literally all the people in there like the whole way they're doing the seasons is based off of the campaign's events like that's the weird thing it's like captain price like all these into like they just uh i don't know if you saw it but just now they they just revealed shadow company like that's shepherd's people from modern warfare 2. like so they're laying out the the, the basically they're laying out modern warfare they put goat remember they brought ghost in that was like the first because they didn't show them in the original campaign so right. they're it towards modern warfare 2 they're setting up these characters for modern uh, warfare 2 Alex, with so the, it's like yeah you're doing it through warzone you're you're progressing a story through warzone so it's like what how do you how do you even incorporate like woods and mason in the rest of, how do you even do that so i don't know it's gonna be weird it's gonna be very weird so yeah i, I agree i think that they should delay it like even a cold war like if this is real which is most likely is just just wait just wait until next year we ain't no rush my warfare's fine we ain't got no, no people don't hate it it's <laughs> like that kind of shocks me too because we are in august and this leak was literally just like last week usually call yeah. of duty leaks are like in april april yeah but march, march we know what, what the name of the game is like yeah. we didn't even know what the name of the game was until it got leaked in like may yeah like, they usually have like an event or whatever but obviously yeah, you can't like, have an event but they can still yeah. do an online thing so yeah exactly yeah. weird it's weird right maybe, now. maybe they're maybe they're waiting for the ps5 to reveal its release date of the xbox i don't know <laughs> they're, they're, they're the third entity hiding Who's gonna show their price? <laughs> because like they can't make they can't release their release date until we know when the consoles come out. Because if they give up their release date, it's gonna give up the console, I guess. Yeah, mm, but the interesting point. Oh, that that could be the theory, a game theory. Good job. Yeah, because if, if they say we're coming out November fifteenth, we know the PS five is coming out on or before right. November fifteenth. Oh, wow. Yeah, but this um this um alleged leak says October fifth, so again we don't we don't know. Mm. Sure. We shall see. We shall see. Um, last story I got on here is ninjas going to Hollywood. I'm gonna be honest. I can't describe how much I don't care about this, but JG I, wanted it on I, the news. I don't really care either. I thought you switching for news. So I don't care about him going to Hollywood. Uh, does I mean, have I, the only thing I would say is, that, I mean, I feel like that's the next natural progression from him. Like from like respect the grind, be, definitely. Yeah, you don't want to be a streamer all your life, so you gotta be able to move on. That's to not true for most well yeah it's not true for most but if you're in the position that he's in being the number one like gamer period in, in a lot of people's eyes gotta do stream like streaming should like that should really be an afterthought for him at this point mm. and I, I read a little bit of the article it's actually a very long article i was like damn i ain't trying to read all this shit but i like skim uh, through it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was I like damn I, I, thought, I thought it was gonna be like like a couple pages like this thing was very very detailed but yeah. like you know he, he went on the mass singer even though he was the first one that got booted off because he was trying to rap and shit that was it was very corny cringy but uh but yeah i mean i'm i'm slightly interested to see what else he'd be into i mean he's the first gamer with his own shoe um 
what kind know, of movies could you see him in? Like, because it's one of those things. Like, I'm not. I definitely respect the grind, but like just from watching his streams and his YouTube videos, I don't really see it in terms of acting with him. I could like his, like his personality. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know what he could be in. To be honest, I don't know. Maybe like if say if Ready Player One came out, like in a couple of years, maybe he could be maybe in like that. a kids movie. I no, could see that, yeah. like some disney nickelodeon shit it would be like the new age fred or some shit i don't know you know he could be the mission impossible nerd like you know the dude in mission impossible. Uh, okay he yeah, yeah on the computer oh, okay, I, right. I can only see him really doing that because he can basically do that shit from home he can just turn his little studio that he has and just literally change it to where he's just like said he's the white wade from kim possible <laughs> <laughs> yo like literally that's all you can really see him doing is like nerdy shit you can't really see him in like Sorry, but you can't really see him. In he can prove me wrong. Like I give, I would one hundred percent give him my, my respect if he pulls some. Like I can't see him like in a serious like drama or even a comedy. I don't think he's funny. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think it would have romantic to be romantic comedy. Yeah. Is is he considered like a ladies man? Like I don't know. <laughs> no, he doesn't play with girls. Remember? This nigga is on one. This episode. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. But yeah, he would he would have to like be some sort of like like children uh focus you know uh content but I'm, I'm just like i'm interested to see him invest into himself and maybe others as well that's what i'm more interested in not necessarily just seeing him being in movies as well like i just i'm, I'm willing to see like i'm it feel like actually use all their money especially at 30 million dollars that he just got in and invested into into something that's uh that's more official yeah so, even though i can't see him in a movie i still respect it just for the simple fact that like whatever he does whatever whatever um doors he opens we all get to walk through it so he opens gates for us you can't be mad mm -hmm. at that um if anybody doesn't have anything else to add to this or you don't have anything else you want to talk about we could wrap it up does anybody else have anything to add to the show wrap it up b yeah. all right all right it's always crazy too because i always tell jg like i don't know if we have something to talk about this week and then we end up going two hours <laughs> we thug it out we thug it out we're pros over here cut the check all right so you're my guest today gb so you got the show floor what is your closing statement for gaming illuminati episode 102 go um i want to thank everybody for bringing me on yo jg's like who wants to be next i say yeah, man that's a really great birthday gift right there whole time but um I want to thank everybody for putting me on and bringing me on. I'm a huge fan of the show. Uh, shout out to the home team, Grand Scheme Gaming. And uh, if you want to follow me on my socials, it's just Sensei Passe or just look up GB Kid. But I appreciate y'all. Hey, do me a favor. If you're watching the video version of this podcast, if you made it to this to the end of this podcast, leave a comment in the comment section below saying "Happy Birthday, GB." So wow. we know we can see how many people actually made it to the end. That'd be dope. Um, Ethos, you got the show floor. What's your closing step statement for episode 102? Go. Uh, yeah, shout out to everybody for listening to us. Uh, appreciate y'all. Um, again, I, I would like to uh, read a public statement that um, <clears throat> uh, that I have, again, never given my opinion about The Last of Us 2. Um, so please stop tweeting me. All I said was that Ghost of Tsushima was more engaging of a story to begin off than Last of Us 2. 
That does not mean that I think that the, all the writing in Last of Us 2 is shit. That does not mean that I think the entire game is shit. Just that I enjoyed playing Ghost of Tsushima's beginning story better than I did Last of Us 2. Thank you. Mm, JG, you got the floor. Close the statement. Go. Please put uh, all the words, JG. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's not happening because I'm the, I'm a the good guy. I don't start shit. Um, so first... First, I want to say a huge shout out to GB for being readily available. We don't know what happened to the last guest, but I did see you in the in the comments on the Patreon. So, uh, and and then when you said that it was going to be your birthday tomorrow, I know happy birthday. I'm glad that this is a good happy uh, birthday gift for you. So again, appreciate you for uh, for being on already. Uh, second, I want to say uh, please keep tweeting those about this uh, this Last of Us Two mess because it's pretty hilarious I, I must say uh because <laughs> they're coming at him very very hard did that tweet go viral or something or are they just losers they won't let go that man had 20 followers he was no nah. i i i think I yeah because i don't even know what y'all talking about it That's didn't crazy. i don't i think it went viral in the wrong area gotcha, gotcha. yeah it, did, it didn't go viral to like the masses it, it was just one person in the certain community that spawned like everybody coming at him so uh so that is what it is and third of all i want to say i see three people of color uh podcasts that are on the main screen of spotify in the gaming section us it's spawn on me shout out to khalif and gamer tag radio shout out to paris um spotify where y'all at bro like cut the check or, or, or like you got us on there we obviously are popping we obviously are popular come on talk to us What's up? Stars on Apple Podcast. So. I'm yeah, I'm saying like we we on multiple platforms, but on Spotify we can we get some love. We on the front page. What's yeah, good? You trying to manifest the check, basically? Said we've been putting in work since what 2014. It's time to cut the check. Um, all I gotta say for the end of this episode is um, uh, somebody had left a comment on the last episode. I'm not gonna say their name because I'm honestly not upset, but they were upset about. I don't even know. I don't even know what they were. Oh, some our take on Joe Rogan or whatever. Honestly, if you, if you disagree with something we say and you feel like we're emotional or butt hurt, which I personally don't, I think we just be having fun and having conversations that aren't that deep. But if it really hurts your soul like that, you guys are always welcome to come on the podcast and tell us how we're wrong about something. Just keep in mind you got to pay, just like everybody else. Um, so so we'll, we'll, we'll gladly take your money just just you know <laughs> i will say when i extended that invitation to the person who left that comment they backed up and they were like oh you know i was i was a little emotional you know uh, so you don't got the money got you anyways this has been gaming illuminati episode 102 i appreciate everybody coming through to the to the video to the podcast whatever however you're listening to it can i remind everybody please rate this show five stars on apple Podcasts. it helps move us up the algorithm so we can one day finesse that check from spotify whoever else wants to cut a check um make sure to cop some merch designed by humans.com search search the game in illuminati t-shirt it's called gi versus everybody and if you're watching the video version of this podcast when it drops make sure to leave a thumbs up on the video to help us move up that youtube algorithm other than that all i gotta say is um we appreciate you watching tiktok no longer uh will exist pretty soon um so guys won't be able to what do they do over there uh dance oh steal other people's content and then mouth yeah still still <laughs> other people's audio and then mouth over it and pretend like it's their content my bad you guys they won't be able to do that anymore. Oh, 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 they steal black people content yeah, black yeah, people specifically content. specifically yeah. damn oh man colonizer the app can't do it yeah, can't... <laughs> god damn china but yeah episode 102 we out peace